Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the sports brew, and it has been forever since we did a recording session, so forgive us if we might be a smidge rusty. Consider this like, I know it's week two, going into week three of the NFL, but maybe we're still in like preseason podcast mode, so forgive us. I might be late on some sound bites, but we'll just see how it goes, man. But first and foremost, let's get back to it, man. Let's get on the stick, bro. First and foremost, that's right. The one, the only, Shannon the MacGuffin. Oh, God bless. See, there it is. Shannon, <laughs> Shannon Mac- What am I even trying to say? Shannon the Twitter Terminator MacGuffin. There we go. Oh, my God. I haven't even had enough to drink yet. I can't even do the intro right, bro. It's because you had to adjust your balls right beforehand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, God. <laughs> Welcome back to the sports brew, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't remember the webcam being that that angle in there. I was like, sorry, man, y'all had to watch me, you know, get my Mike McDaniel's <laughs> nut adjustment on over there. <laughs> Fresh from the tank. Fresh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Anyway, Shannon, it's good to see. You. It's actually good to see both you guys. We spent last night kind of going, all right, well, let's let's map a couple of things out and let's test this and test that. And, uh, you know, we realized really quickly that we, we had to go back to Zoom. My license had expired for that. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to pay for it again. So we were messing with Teams and messing with Skype. And everything was just garbagey. So went ahead and shut out the books and just paid for another Zoom license. So here we are with good, crisp video and better sound uh, without Shannon and Randy and whoever else might show up over the course of an evening uh, being compressed and fading into oblivion in the background. Although with Whitfield, that's probably an advantage to fade him away. I'm just kidding. That's not nice. Ah, again, welcome back. This is the Sports Brew. We we got jokes. Uh, Shannon, speaking of jokes, welcome to your Indianapolis Colts football season two weeks in. Holy moly, dude. Brutal. Jags out there trying to retire Matt Ryan, bro. <laughs> come on, come on, dude. man. What is going on in Indy, dude? <laughs> dude, don't you know Jacksonville's number one in the power rankings and Houston's number two? So you know, I'm not worried about <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Seriously, I mean, I, you know, look, I, I think when when you're two weeks into the season, you know, it's clear that there's a little bit of preseason fog still going on in week one I mean I, I very much think that the Aaron Rodgers and the Packers treat week one as an extension of the preseason clearly at least the past two seasons it strongly seems like they have, yes, uh, they have. but you know there's a point where you start you really expect things to start rounding into form I know Michael Pittman was out I, I mean I understand there's injuries and all kinds of stuff going on but Matt Ryan bro he looks like he needs to open up a car wash or a laundromat dude looks washed man yeah, it's you know it's not good, and when your main player Jonathan Taylor gets nine rushing attempts, not enough. That, that don't that that's uh, you know if you remember back in the day when John Madden was talking about running backs, he goes, "This guy needs like ten to fifteen carries to get going." I feel the same way about Jonathan Taylor, man. He's got to you got to get him in that ten to fifteen range just so he gets going. I mean, nine for fifty four that that ain't gonna get it done, bro. No, that's not getting it done at all. No, I, and look, I mean, I know Matt Ryan's a vet, man. I understand all that stuff. Um, obviously, there were some questions about him, kind of a late tenure with the Falcons, and some people would argue that he hasn't been the same since the twenty-eight to three debacle in the Super Bowl. Whether that's fair or not, you know, that dialogue's out there. You know it's what I mean? There. It, it it's out there. Uh, but they paid a lot to get him. What did they? What did they eat? Forty million? I mean, whew. 
So yeah, something like that. It, I mean, they, they have plenty of cap space. So but you, no, I understand. <clears throat> but one of the grievances late last year was why are you not driving the offense through Taylor? People, everybody threw Carson Wentz under the bus, and you know, <laughs> well, you know, and, and I look, I was, I was cool with it on the offseason. I was actually cool if Carson Wentz stayed. Um, it wouldn't have bothered me either way because uh, for there really weren't a lot of great quarterback options out there. But I thought, okay, maybe Matt Ryan, if we run the ball a lot and just have him do play action, and just you well, know, make Taylor, not, make Taylor the centerpiece. Yeah, that's. I mean, I get that's it point. too, but that that's what you if that's what you're going with, you got to go with it. You can't yes. just say, "Oh, hey, Matt, we need you to throw what thirty passes and have Taylor run it nine times." I mean, that's that that's the wrong formula, bro. That that's not the right way. It man. is. It is not. It is not the way. It is not. No Mandal No Mandalore. No Mandalorian. No, and none of the it. other. <laughs> and the biggest scrape I've looked on some cult sites uh, that really follow the team is like. And I kind of agree. Pittman's not really a number one. He's he's a number two. And, you know, if you think about it, there were some guys in the offseason that they could have brought in that – but they are still trying to figure out the quarterback situation that got away. And, you know, a rookie receiver as your number two gets a concussion and then you've got all these, you know, Paris Campbell, good Lord, man. You could play the Chris Farley soundbite right now. He ain't amounted to Jack squat. <laughs> Wow, and and he was drafted before freaking um, oh god, the guy from Seattle. Well, I'm here to tell you that you're probably going to find out as you go out there mm -hmm. that you're not going to amount to Jack Squat. Freaking uh, DK Metcalf, he was drafted before him. So yeah. like, you know, I found myself today going back to that draft, like second round, thirty fourth pick. They take a corner out of Temple, Rocky Sin. Two picks later, the Niners take Debo Samuel. You know, the, You're sniffing the 50, around, sniffing around all the good stuff, dude. And the fifty-first pick was AJ Brown. Then they take Paris Campbell, and then DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin come after them. So, like, they had an opportunity. First to get, of all, that's an incredible wide receiver draft class. And right? Terry McLaurin was the third round, bro. I know that's an incredible draft class. Except that for was all second round. All those guys are number one receivers on their teams, and the Colts. But they are yeah. no, they are no Paris Campbell, bro. It's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, come, you know, you, come on, man. Come on, dude. <laughs> like, two shots. Like the first, the, their first round pick was fantastic. They sent it to San Francisco for DeForest Buckner. Great job. You mm. Get all pro D lineman, right? Right. And then all you got to do is sit on your second-round picks and you're, you're gold, and they whiff twice. And, you know, Pittman, jury's still out. I think he's got talent. He can do the thing, but he can do, he can, he can do the thing. He's got to be in the game. Best, best ability is availability, sir. That's a true story. <laughs> Just ask Parrish Campbell because he's never been available. Mm. Of course, he wasn't available this past Sunday either because uh, I don't think Matt Ryan saw him at all. Um, even though he was on the field the entire time. How about that? So, I, well, you know, you, you got – and the other thing is, is the offensive line has been shit for two weeks. It's, and that's the highest paid offensive line in the league. It's been a rough start. But, well, I mean, see, it's funny. You think back to, like, last year, and we were like, man, the Colts you – know, look, their offensive line is good. It's a shame Andrew Luck retired. You know, they got a great running game, a lot of the blah. 
you know, we're looking at Carson Wentz and we're throwing all these statistical arguments up against the wall for Wentz, why he's terrible. And look, Wentz giveth and then he giveth and away Wentz. and then he taketh. You know what I mean? He's all, Wentz is all over the place. You get some fantastic plays with him. You get some fantastically bad plays with him. But to me, as we look back, particularly now, you see that it was more than, Car- it wasn't just, you know, laying it on Carson Wentz. Because you, you think about what that team has done over the past several years with Phillip Rivers, right, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, you know, and here we are talking up their defense, talking up their offensive line, talking up this, talking up that, and at the beginning of this season, they just look like they're roadkill, dude. I mean, rough. Just I mean, rough. It's, it's, it's not good, and boy, I wish Phillip Rivers would have played another season. That would have been because then we wouldn't have had Wentz and all this other stuff, but but by the way, fun. Well, maybe not so fun factoid. Uh, the Colts and Washington. I, I don't know how long it's going to take me to feel comfortable calling them the Commanders. I'm not there yet. Uh, <laughs> Andy and Washington have had have both had different quarterbacks start Week One in each of the last five seasons. That's not good. That's terrible. Yeah, that is terrible. Especially after having Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck back to back. I mean, dude, man. dude. Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, now Matt Ryan, barf bags. Yeah, they're eating forty million dollars in dead cap for Ryan. By the way, I don't know who was joking around about it, but they were like, "Is there some kind of quarterback after after like Peyton Manning left? <laughs> you know, is there like a quarterback curse because Andrew Luck retires and it just everything just goes to hell, dude? Should have well, everything just goes to hell, man. I think Ursay <laughs> more or less did Peyton Manning a favor by cutting him because that offensive line was atrocious. Maybe the next, for the next few years, so, and he would have gotten killed. So I think he did him a favor by letting him go. He had to be the one to let him go. Uh, what was the guy Gregson, that asshole? He couldn't freaking. He he did good the first draft. He got luck in Ty mm-hmm. Hilton, but boy, he sucked ass ever since. And then. You know, Ballard came in, got Leonard and uh, Nelson that first draft, and he got Taylor, but, boy, it hadn't really gone too well since, you know? Yeah. Rough stuff, bro. (laughs) Rough stuff. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll circle back on a couple of things. Let's go and get Randy up in this piece, too. Let's see. I think I'm going to go old school for Randy. Uh, The song I used to use, man, a little Seven Dust. Why not? It's for good measure. Although I guess technically maybe I should use some shine down for Randy, right? One, there you go. One of these hey, days. You could if you want. One of these days I'll get around to that. Little giggity guiles. I didn't jack your name up, brah. <laughs> well, that's because you've actually got a little warmed up and you're ready to go. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Gear. Yeah, I like that. Thank you for your support, sir. <laughs> that's good. I, I, I try. You know, I try. <laughs> so. It's fascinating to me. We're, here we are talking about quarterback challenges, and you know Washington. Washington is its own bag of <laughs> pit of misery, and then the Colts are certainly on the the you know the suck train over here. But you know the 49ers are fascinating, and we've talked about it a little bit. And obviously, the Trey Lance injury is unfortunate, but I, I find it fascinating looking at the difference with with just how that team seemed to be playing. And I don't just mean the offense; I mean the team. And I know that week one game against the Bears was sloppy and bad. I mean, I get all that. And it's it sucks for Trey Lance, right, to break his ankle. I mean, it stinks and done for the year. sucks. But it's like a switch flipped with that squad when Jimmy Garoppolo comes back in. 
right? It's it's just strange to me. I mean, it's it, it's just a very different vibe. And I know a lot of people like to dump on Jimmy G. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not saying that. But he knows who he is, right? He knows that team. And they respond to him. They respond to that guy on both sides of the ball, right? Well, it, and I think part of it is the fact that with Garoppolo coming back in, they can go back to the offense everybody knows. So you're not having to specifically put in plays uh, like what they were doing for Lance, doing like the RPO stuff and things of that nature. But also... I don't know. Against the Bears, that was RPU. P-U. <laughs> yeah, it's... Cyro. So, <laughs> well, it, it's interesting <laughs> because when you look at the game itself, really Lance didn't really lose it. It was more the fact that there was a lot of mistakes, a lot of mental errors, um, just you know, maybe some poor decisions on his part. But for the most part, he didn't play horrible. It's just the Bears took better took better uh, opportunities, just had them, and especially uh, like that one to Dante Pettis, which I'm sure he loved, just sticking to the Niners on that long oh, touchdown course. run. Of course he did. <clears throat> that was a gift right there. But it's just the idea that – you know, fields rolled out, and he, I mean, normally you don't get away with throwing across the field like that, nope. but it was just one of those times when there it was. So let me ask you this, man, because I think this is a lot of conversation that's really important because obviously the 49ers invested a lot to draft Trey Lance, and I get that. Clearly, some upsides, got a lot of nice physical tools. I've, I've listened to a ton of interviews with that guy, seems like a nice kid. Um, I'm not, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's, easy to make fun of the whole stripper thing and all that, but he's a young guy with money, going to have a little fun, all right? Jimmy G had a little fun along the way too, man, so I'm not going to pile on him for that, but what I do think is more relevant is that was Garoppolo's team, right? Got to the Super Bowl, got to the NFC Championship game, they clearly have an identity as a team, as an offense, again, you can knock him for certain things if you want, but... That's a team guy, and I think you saw that reflected. And my grievance with Lance is that I know they invested a lot to draft him, and you want to get some answers, but I don't think he earned that starting role. I don't think he took it away from Garoppolo, right? No, he didn't. You think about how little football he's played. Potential's wonderful. There's lots of guys that come into the league with what they perceive to be high ceilings and a lot of physical tool sets and you know all that. But it, when you get like the one play Trey nickname and uh, Lord knows he he's made some tremendous throws in practice. I mean some of the some of the highlights I've seen of him in practice have been incredible. But that's not game day, right? We talking about practice. We we talking about practice, man. AI knows we talking about some practice. So I like the guy. But I think for a team that's of that caliber, that has had a lot of success, and you know they're arguably a player two away from going to the Super Bowl last year. It's not like they got, you know what I mean. It's not like they got run off the field in the playoffs. I mean they were in it all the way through, and they took down a very good Packers team. Special teams did them in, but I mean still, and they hung with the Rams. It's, you know what I mean. It's not like they got run out of the playoffs where you're like, Mm-mm, terrible. You know they're there. Yeah, I'd like to thank Tukrusky Tart for dropping that uh, I know. interception. That probably would have sealed the game. Would have, should have, could have, would have. <laughs> right? Exactly. All that stuff. And Garoppolo was hurt. So, yeah. 
you know, and I, I think there is a certain degree of appreciation when players are so vested that they, they, they're willing to lay it on the line like he has. And obviously Garoppolo having gone through, you know, ha having had pretty critical injuries, he can relate on some level to what Lance is going through for sure. He's been through it, right? A lot of these guys have. So it's tough. That being said, I just don't believe that Trey Lance earned the starting position over Garoppolo. They're fortunate that they didn't trade the guy or release the guy. I know there were a lot of rumors out there. Um, there was one uh, I didn't realize that the commanders were on it. And then, uh, oh, my God, I actually called them the commanders. Holy crap. Wow. Um, I didn't realize that Washington was interested in trading for him. And then there were issues with his physical with their team doctors. So it didn't happen. And then he moved on to Carson Wentz. So at the end of the day, the 49ers are super lucky because if they had, if they lost Lance, now you don't know things play out the same way, but we're just going to go with hypotheticals. With Lance, we don't know what his ceiling is, but with no Lance, we know what it's not unless you got Jimmy Garoppolo to come in. Well, let's remember, Justin, the ceiling is the roof. The ceiling, Michael Jordan, I mean, Jordan said it. You know that's the deal. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so it's it's an interesting it's an interesting point for San Fran, right? Because what do they do now? And where do they go? And I think as as much as it sucks to lose Trey, I think the team's going to rally around Jimmy G. And I know that sounds weird because you go, well, they're going to rally around Trey Lance. I think they're going to rally around Garoppolo, right? Now, I don't know how good they're going to be. I mean, it's too early in the season to really have a great feel for a lot of teams. But, <clears throat> and they haven't had Kittle, so they're, they're not really 100%. Well, of course, it's... The NFL, nobody's going to be 100% the whole way through the season. But God bless if Buffalo's 100% the whole way through the season. Woo. Good Lord. Mm, that team. Hang on to your butts, y'all. Um, but it, yes, I, I really do think they're going to rally around Garoppolo. And part of what's crazy about that is if they have a fantastic year and Garoppolo has a great year, do he just walk away? That's wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely crazy to think about that basically he's auditioning for next year. So he's mm -hmm. going to go out there and give more than he probably – I mean, obviously the dude gives 100% every week, but he's going to try to get put even more out there just to showcase what he's truly capable of. And I don't blame him. I mean, I'm definitely thankful that the Colts and the commanders didn't pull the trigger on a deal because <laughs> we'd be kind of fucked right now. But uh, Extremely. Chen wouldn't be. He'd be like, yep, I knew what we were getting when we traded for him. But no, you guys get Matt Ryan, who I don't know what's going on with him. Needs a walker. Dude, Matt Ryan. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. Shut it down. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, all right, we'll jump back to the Colts in a second. But so I guess, Randy, um, from your perspective, two weeks in, looking at how the season's gone so far, uh, you know, small sample size, but you've got a slop fest with Trey Lance versus Chicago, and you have the injury and then Garoppolo coming in, and then just shellacking the Seahawks. Now, first of all, I don't understand why on earth DJ Dallas is, try is trying to throw anything in the red zone. You, they, deserve, they deserve that interception, man. That's a terrible play right there. But as you know, of course, as a 49ers fan, you got to enjoy a little salt in the wounds when it comes to the Seahawks. But of course, I mean, they, they beat the brakes off of them. But where do you think the season goes from here? Well, obviously, um, with Mitchell on IR, 
at least I think wake eight is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That that hurts a little bit, but obviously the one thing about a Shanahan team is there's always another running back on that roster. Lots of running backs. Uh, but learn from pops on that one. But then of course it's like Justin's fantasy teams. Well, it's funny because <laughs> you know last week Ty Price Davis gets to come in. Now he's got a sprained ankle. They signed Marlon Mack off the practice squad. So he's on the active roster now. They signed Tevin Coleman to the practice squad. So, so, so you have an undrafted rookie running back in Jordan Mason, and then you have Jeff Wilson basically taking the bulk of it. And Marlon Mack, I get to I get to yeah. play Mark's song, just not for Mark. This is great. <laughs> you know, the Giants are two and zero, and Mark's not even here to gloat about. I know, right? <laughs> I I think once. Kittle is back and healthy. I think we're. I think we'll see a new dynamic out of that offense. Obviously, right. Defense is doing everything it can. Is playing hard, playing pretty well. So as long as they can stay healthy, I think we should have a really good chance of you know definitely making the playoffs, if not winning the division, because none of the teams in the NFC West are looking great at the moment. Let's be honest there. Well, you know, Kyler Murray is not going to always get 20 ish seconds to run around. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no, it's, it's still one of the craziest things I've seen. I, could, I, I mean, couldn't believe it when I saw that. No, I was like, that, I'm like, you know, if Nick Bosa was chasing your ass, you wouldn't have had 20 seconds. I, I no. mean, that was so obscenely ridiculous. You know, at 20. I mean, just watching that play unfold in real time, it was like, what? And then when it happened again, and I can't remember the Raiders lineman that had had him had his cross ha- Max Cross, yes, had it had him wrapped up, dude. <laughs> the dude's got away. I was like, oh my god. So um, that the week two comebacks and meltdowns were just incredible, and the Raiders get that. So you you, you got you have to give a little gloss to Kyler Murray on that. But the thing, I mean, they got the Cardinals got shellacked by the Chiefs, and then. Some kind of weird luck of the football gods versus the Raiders. I don't know if that was penance for, you know, Al Davis not going to the Las Vegas Aces game or something. But that that was just nuts. But you can't sustain that, right? No. That that kind of sandlot, you know, craziness is great for a play or whatever. But it's really hard to expect the turnovers and the flags and the you know because they had a lot of calls go. I mean, late. I mean, first of all. If you're a Raiders fan, sorry y'all, that was terrible. That was that's a that's a, an absolute textbook way of how to not close out a game. <laughs> Just atrocious. And I think somewhere along the line in real time it was like 40 minutes between like when they touched the ball. <laughs> There's so much stuff that happened, which is oh. just crazy. Oh yeah, Shannon, you're right. <gasps> this is the first time in a long time that we get to drop. You said Balls. That's true. <laughs> and you know, it looked at we, we got to double dip on that. Yeah. First time in a long time. <laughs> there you go. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> anyway. So uh, but that that's just awful. Um Herbal. so yeah, I mean I don't I mean the Seahawks are a dumpster fire. Losing Adams and then I don't know what I don't know. There are certain games that it's almost like they fooled us, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the 49ers have uh, the Broncos on Sunday night, right? That they do. So, and, and I mean, God, you want to talk about a team that uh, is has what an underwhelming beginning to the season. It's, it's Denver. Woof. I mean, God bless. 
That Good Lord. I mean, Hackett's getting crushed. I mean, you got fans counting down the play clock. You got there's all kinds of stuff happening in Denver. That they are wholly disappointing. Because I like Russell Wilson. I mean, I think he's got a shtick that that I'm not talking about his personality. Because you can give him crap for that. But go Hawks, let's ride all the crap. But I think most people figured he was a pretty good quarterback, and that was a nice position to go to with Denver. And whether this is more on Hackett, more on Russ, more on the t- I don't know. They have not figured it out yet. Run the ball at the goal line. Well, didn't they have two fumbles in the, <laughs> essentially in the end zone? I don't know, man. Like I'm watching the highlights because I didn't get a chance to watch the game, but like I'm watching the highlights, and they're passing at the, like within the five-yard line. I'm like, dude. Give to freaking Williams. Let him run it in. Something. Like, just, yeah, he fumbled. Give him another shot. Like, Well, I mean, I mean cl- clearly there's, they, they haven't, they don't have a good feel for what they're doing yet, in, in my opinion. And, and that, t- to me, is absolutely put on, the, put on display with that debacle of a possession where they elect to burn clock <laughs> and try a 64-yard uh, field goal. Because um, that uh, was, that was awful. Maybe that was, that's what. Maybe that's with all the like uh, the violations. It let they're trying to kick longer field goals for uh, Manus. I, I don't <laughs> Manus. Um, Anus. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, look, I mean, fourth and five is no gimme. I get that, but a sixty-four yard field goal, dude. Come on, man. It's particularly, yeah. I mean, it's one thing if you have you know the dude from Baltimore. If you got Justin Tucker, okay, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it may be. Or if you had Prom Sebastian Janikowski back in the day, all right, maybe, right? But Seabass. I mean, yeah, Seabass back in the day. I wonder what he's up to. Probably kicking his feet up, drinking a beer. He's probably drinking lots of beers. My man. But you know that it's not. It's, it's not like the Broncos kicker has some great track record over sixty yards. So I mean, again, there's all kinds of weird, weird stuff, man. They fumble twice going in the end zone. So you can say they shouldn't have been that, been in that position against the Seahawks. That's fine, uh, but the clock management is suspect. The decision making was suspect. I know you know Wilson towed the company line defending it, but it's so, just that that whole sequence of events was gross. The so sports troll. I love following them on Facebook. It's, mm-hmm. it's a tremendous sports site. But they had like, and I'm gonna paraphrase, like you gave up all these picks and this and that to kick a 64 yard field goal when you got Russell Wilson, right? Like, why? Like, let the man, let the man do what he does, man. Like, it's fourth and four, fourth and five. They're gonna play prevent anyway. Just do a curl in, and you'll be just fine. Yeah, I mean, they had they had time that they had opportunity and they wasted it. Yeah. So that to me is poor decision making. And uh, again, if that's if that's what Hackett is going to be like, man, they're in for a rough year, bro. Mm. They're in for and that, and that roster, man. Like you've got a good roster. Like don't waste that opportunity. Hey, hey. So you're telling me that he may not be able to hack it as an NFL head coach? I see what you did there. Hashtag dad jokes. Anyway, I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Broncos, man. I mean, I know you were given the Texans gloss earlier when we started talking, but come on, bro. <laughs> Slow your roll. <laughs> so, it, but the Broncos are terrifically disappointing. 
So, but I guess I guess to finish the thought with Randy, I, yeah, I don't know. In the NFC West, Seahawks, I, I don't believe in them in any capacity. The Cardinals, I just don't trust. I certainly don't. <laughs> I'm not sure how much uh, you know extra playbook studying Kyler Murray is doing. Not not sure. I'm, I'm not bet. I'm not. I'm not taking the over. You know, if four hours a week was like the benchmark, I'm not taking the over. I tell you that. Mm -mm. I'm not either. No, I mean he's lucky that they even won that game. So, yeah, I'm taking the under on that. <laughs> Just reduce that. Yeah. So, I, and again, we're two weeks in. I mean, you know what I mean. There's going to be a lot of fluctuation, and, and it feels like what we've seen so far are some teams that kind of fraudulently won. Yeah. Um, some teams that just preseasoned their way into week one. And then there's a couple teams where you go, nah, they're on point and, and they're good, right? Uh, we may not know how good they are yet, but we know that they're good. I mean, the bill, the, the bills obviously are the easy one. That's the lowest hanging fruit on, on this is a good team game. I mean, they're, I think they're plus 55. So in two games in they're plus 55, bro. <laughs> Uh, not bad. Not yeah. bad. The next closest team is um, the Chiefs. They're plus twenty six, I believe. And of course, they shellac the Cardinals. Bill, Bills are playing with a chip on their shoulder. Oh, Bills are pissed. Yeah. Bills are pissed, dude. That look, and that that's that's a that's a good roster, man. Josh mm -hmm. Allen is is clearly in his prime. Diggs has been on point. Um, I don't, you know, I don't love their running game, but their defensive line is is rolling. Von Miller was a great ad, by the way, a tremendous addition. Great ad, um, great ad, and I mean that's a team that's got depth. That's a team that knows who they are. That's a team that knows what they want to do. Again, prom. I mean, Josh Allen's in his prom. You know, period, end of story. And I think they absolutely are carrying the proverbial Andy Reid sized chip on their shoulder. You know, and they want to take down Kansas City, and I think if, if they could if they could match up with Kansas City and they could dogpile them, I think they would do it just to do it. I think they would season, not regular season. Right, it doesn't matter. You don't want to give up. You don't want to give up too much in the regular season. Well, I'm just if, saying. If they get the chance, they're going to come in Stone Cold style and just stomp a mud hole in yeah. their ass. Is what if, <laughs> if, 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 the, if the football if the if the football gods give us that rematch, and Buffalo gets the chance to dogpile them, and you know. Drop them through a folding table, you know they'll stick sixty on them if they can. Oh, you know what I mean. I just, give us that matchup yeah. in Buffalo. Oh yeah, that crowd would be going nuts, Ooh. dude. I'm here. I'm here for it. I think I'm here for one it. One of my favorite. One of my favorite posts I saw um, said that this country, uh, our infrastructure is not equipped to handle the Eagles Bills Super Bowl <laughs> because of the fans. Yes, <laughs> I don't know who had that, but I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, man. I gotta tell you, jail cell and a bunch of cops. You need a cop. You, you need a prison. You don't prison need a, you, tables. You, yeah, you need all of it. I mean, that, lighter that, fluid. That, that's a that's a Monday Night Raw or whatever those old steel cage matches and table smashing. I mean, <laughs> if if we and, and we're just having fun here, but if for some reason we got a Bills Eagles Super Bowl, that would be. That would be one of the most dangerous tailgates Super Bowls probably ever had. You know, I know they get very corporate, but if if it's those two teams, those oh, dude. those fan bases will turn out. Yes, they will. <laughs> they will turn out. They will shell out, and they will turn out. <laughs> mm. That would be absolutely bananas. But that's I love that one. Uh, of course, then I then I chuckle back to thinking the last time the Eagles won, and you had people eating horse shit. 
You know, <laughs> and, and see, I can see the Bills Mafia going. You want to eat horse shit? Here's your horse shit. Power bombing through a table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of course, the Washington fan in me, I, Commanders. As far as the Eagles to the Super Bowl, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not vibing on that, bro. But hell of a week two for Jalen Hurts. So I, I felt like that was some nice comeuppance for the Vikings. By the way, I loved seeing the Vikings. I'm get, Tom Kirk, baby. A uh, dude. I loved seeing. This is one of the few times I will be happy the Eagles are waxing somebody. It's it's look. It's a double dip for me, dude. It's a double dip. It's twenty four seven. But that doesn't tell you how bad the the. Eagles manhandled oh, <laughs> handled them. Kirk Cousins, by the way, on Monday Night Football, two and ten. Two and ten. Three red zone interceptions versus the Eagles. All right. That's the prime time Kirk Cousins I know and don't love. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that was great. And I mean, look, Hurt Hurts had himself a game, but I got to enjoy Kirk suffering. And I got to enjoy the Vikings getting their ass handed to them after they beat up on Green Bay in, in preseason week five or whatever that was. I mean, uh, in week one, excuse me. Right. Side note, side note, the Alabama quarterback party, Tua, Hurts, Mac Jones, five and one. And the only loss was Mac Jones and the Patriots losing to Tua and the Dolphins. They were all on the at Bama at the same time, too. Mm-hmm. Which is really amazing. That's just. 30. Yeah, really amazing. But, uh, Hurt, look, Hurts was on point, 303, uh, 333 passing yards, touchdown, 57 yards on the ground, uh, and, and two touchdowns, that, you know, on the ground. I mean, he, and he had some, he had some tough runs, bro. I tell you what, man, that guy, that Jalen Hurts does not skip leg day. No, he's, he's thick, dude. Yeah, he's thick. Yeah. He's thick. He's going to do some work. So that one was a great double dip because I, I totally got to enjoy Kirk Cousins sucking it. And then, uh, <laughs> and then the Vikings eating ass. It was it was fantastic. And then the Eagles fans doing the skull clap chant in the stands, man. Those are brazen fans, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You know they're just having a good time, man. Yeah, buddy. Just having a good time. All right. Well, we have danced and pranced and gone all over the place, uh, Shannon. I did tell you I had a song. For the Indianapolis Colts. And before I get too far away from that, um, let's see if I scroll down real quick. So in our fantasy league, of which I, I don't, I'm not managing a team anymore, it's I got to tell you, it's really interesting to pay attention to a league but not be playing. But I like to drop in the chat and just throw some bombs every once in a while. It's really great. And y'all have been pretty quiet this year. I'm surprised. People aren't really talking about oh, this way. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get feisty as the year goes on for sure. It'll get feisty, but you know, Daryl, Daryl's a real big Jacksonville fan, and so uh, he and I, of course, were texting back and forth when the Jags and, and Washington were playing uh, to open the season, and that was one of those the best of wins, the worst of wins, all rolled into one game. Uh, that's what you get. You know, I was texting him during that Jaguars Colts debacle, and I was just like, "Bro," and he was just like, "I love it. It's great." <laughs> he was having himself. A fan day, which was pretty good. By the way, each of Jacksonville's last three shutouts have come against the, the Colts. Colts. Yeah. What the hell kind of stat is that, dude? How do you fuck that up? <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars, they sacked Ryan five times, picked him off three times, and just to beat and shut him out. Dude, the Colts <laughs> 0-1-1. Dude, do you... <laughs> 
you might as well be the Dean Wormer 0.0. At least we're not Owen 2. <laughs> Did you say Owen Tit? Owen 2. <laughs> Gee, Justin. You got tits right on the now. mind, bro. <laughs> Quit looking at Pornhub. Do you think the do, do you think Cleveland Browns fans were looking at Porn Chub after that game? Oh, Sam. dude, did you see that picture before the game? It, you got to you got to clarify that. Oh, uh, where they had the dude on the table with the towel, uh, the, the dummy. Yeah, that's a bad look. That's a really bad. That's, look. that's a that's a bad that's a bad look, y'all. And then they had a husband and wife or a boyfriend girlfriend with jerseys on that one said rubbing the other one said tugging, tugging. yeah it's like <laughs> that that would see that would, that would be pretty funny if it was a patriots fan with a with with like one had craft jersey on you know yeah that would be craft and then the other one had rub and tug like all right i'd, I'd kind of chuckle at that but i think the i think it's too soon yeah, that's you know, exactly what I was with, about to with say. The Sean, with the Sean Watson and all the baggage that is, I mean, I think some people are going to view this as some karmic, you know, uh, rebalancing that they're just gonna they're just gonna take some stuff in the chin. They're gonna be like, "Good fuck y'all, man." Um, well, I mean, like here, here's the funny part about this past Sunday, Chubb. All he had to do once he got the first down was go down. Dude, game he, was over. He needed the Brian Westbrook method. That's all he had to do, That's and the it. game was over. Right but he gets the touchdown, which helps me out in a couple leagues. Thank you. But then, all of a sudden, Joe Flacco goes twenty twelve. Joe Flacco, freaking Flacco oh, Rainbow. Oh, he sprayed up with some Sex Panther. When that Bro, he got the Sex Panther out. He went Flacco Rainbow. I mean, my man said, "My man, oh, my man." <laughs> He's like, talk the hell out of me. That's for damn sure. He's like, I haven't broke out the Sex Panther in a while. Oh my god! God, who did he hit? He hit Davis right for the long sixty-six yard touchdown. Corey Davis, yeah, 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 yeah. Corey Davis for the sixty-six yard touchdown. And I'm like, holy shit! The Flacco Rainbow is back, baby. And then they get the onside, and this kid Garrett Wilson now. That's uh, I'm, I'm regretting not drafting him. Yeah, well, that kid's I hear you. But uh, look, the Jets scored two touchdowns in the span of 60 seconds, right? Right. I mean, that's – look, here's the thing. And ESPN had a stat on this. Teams had won 2,229 consecutive games when leading by at least 13 points in the final two minutes. The last team to blow that kind of a lead – Cleveland. Was, was the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> In a 2001 season, man. Come on, come on, dude. Total shocker. Come on, man. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. You got Sex Panther Joe Flacco out there. Even a rainbow bomb, dude. You can't be be leaving Corey Davis uncovered. You can't do that. Stupid man! Come Cleveland, on, Cleveland fans are like, oh no, we suck again. Oh. All right, Justin, you can't leave us hanging. Yeah, give us how. That's what you want. Yeah, man. You would. All right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Cleveland, come on, man. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? 
Just like Whitfield's face with that brain. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Him, him and his puffy eye. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> Wrong red eye, man. Wrong red eye. <laughs> the brown eye. <laughs> He'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> yeah. No! Ooh. He erased it. <laughs> Who wants a mustache ride? Oh. <laughs> Two chicks at the same time, man. Oh, oh, oh. damn. Only on porn chub. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Sorry, Whitfield. It's still real to me, damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, man. But you just, dude. dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So I was talking, I shouldn't tell you the story. I'm going to tell you the story anyway. So I was talking with my mom earlier today, and she's been a little under the weather this week. And uh, I, you know, I was like, "Oh, well, you sound better today." It was my lunch break, so I gave her a call. I'm like, "Oh, you sound a lot better today. A lot of the blog. Glad you're feeling better." She goes, "Yeah, you know, I go down real fast, and I'm a little slow to get up." <laughs> and I'm just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh man, that's your mother. <laughs> Sick fuck. <laughs> what the hell, man? And, 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 like, that's like one of the few times I wanted to drop a that's what she said up oh my, my mom. And, and, like, I couldn't because I couldn't, my mom was going to be like, what do you, my mom's going to be like, what do you mean that's what she said? <laughs> Come on, man. It's your mama. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, man. You can't be doing the chief like that. <laughs> I mean, she's the one that said it. I can't breathe. <laughs> That's what happens when, happens when they go down fast. Oh, oh no. <laughs> good, 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 Shannon. Good. Just oh. keep feeding it. Oh, man. Oh, God. Mm. <laughs> Danger, yeah. yeah. Danger zone. <clears throat> that's, that's, that's a danger zone. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a what the fuck is wrong with you zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, Randy, that's an, that, that's an uh, FFS zone. So, like, I started laughing and my mom just didn't really understand why. And I'm like, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. <laughs> anyway... Nothing, oh nothing, I, nothing. I was just thought of something, and yeah. <laughs> nope, not saying it. No. <laughs> so, anyway. Oh, that's, my God. <laughs> Joe Flacco, by the way, the first Jets quarterback with 300 passing yards and four touchdowns in a game since. Let's see if either you get this. 300, four touchdowns uh-huh. since. I'm going to say Vinny. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. Oh, my God. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> in 2000. Oh, oh wow. that's history? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vinny, Vinny T, baby. Oh, man. Unbelievable. But, yeah, the, the Browns, the brains. <laughs> no happy endings for, for anybody. None for Deshaun Watson. None for those ass bags out there with the bad tailgate stuff. Uh, that's I, some I'm, karma right there, dude. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't... 
I don't even know that Browns fans are pulling for the Browns right now. I don't know, man. That's tough, dude. Yeah, you can't be doing that stuff. At that's the tough. That's that's. As, well, I mean, you know, people get a little crazy, but it, it's obviously pretty crass. It's obviously pretty crass. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I laugh. I mean, we we're, here we are making fun of it, so I guess it serves its own little purpose. But anyway, I do have a dedication. All right, I got a dedication for the Indianapolis Colts, and and certainly the bad parts of Carson Wentz. Right, Shannon. This one's for you. Matt Ryan, not running Jonathan Taylor. Your 2022 Indianapolis Colts. That's right, Muse. We are fucking fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, no lies detected. <laughs> no, no, no lies detected. None. Yes, Failhorn, Yes. Mm. Painful, 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 painful. Where are we at on time, man? Are we? Oh, no, we forty. We still got a couple minutes. Then we can, you know, take a take a break on that, man. So. Oh Lord! <laughs> oh wow! I can't believe I wrote my mom in for a story on the sports brew accidental. I wasn't gonna, I, I wasn't going to tell that story, and it just you know it was just I don't know. I, I was just I had a good time I, laughing about it, and I just decided, never. I just I just decided to stop. I didn't want to explain any of it to her. That's probably a good thing because my mom's a sweetheart. She is. <laughs> Oh, mm. golly! All right, where do you? Grady, I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 Randy! Here you go. Here you go. Fun factoid: Forty ers starting quarterbacks under Kyle Shanahan: Garoppolo, thirty-one and fourteen. Every other quarterback, nine and twenty-nine. Yeah, uh, that's I, I know that people might pile on Jimmy G, but the team wins with him. I mean, mm-hmm. that's all there is to it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's a cliche statement, but I there's a different vibe and attitude with him. And you, can, you look, you can knock him for his faults, man. You know, he's not top five quarterback in the league, but he's good. He's good. And, and when he's on, he's great. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. Again, I think the team's going to rally around him. You know, I, 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 I almost feel like Jimmy G should have DJ Khaled with his, I, all I do is win, 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 man. Sing that's that's Sing. literally all he does, man, with Shanahan. I, I can't believe that Lance, now that you say that, I'm like, how does Lance win that job? I don't know. I mean, well, at, I mean, at this point, it really is going to depend on the offseason, uh, what what happens with Garoppolo, what teams come knocking on his door. Um, I mean, dude, could, he, could he re-sign with San Francisco? Of course, that's always a possibility, but do I see it happening? Probably not. Bro, he's going to cue this up. And it beats. Do I look like I give a fuck? Dilly gap. I mean, it, it, <laughs> unless what? Unless they win the Super Bowl? <laughs> I mean, he took a pay cut. They were trying to trade his ass. Trey Lance didn't even earn that job in front of him. Come on. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's so. It's like I'm pretty sure he's going to be elsewhere next year. But 
great chance to just audition to everybody just that he's healthy and he looked healthy. Like he, he could tell that he was fully recovered from the, you know, the shoulder surgery, mm-hmm. his footwork looked good. He had some zip on the ball, you know, it's so it not bad for someone who didn't play in the preseason one damn snap. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me pose this question to you, Randy. All right. Jimmy G balls out this season. Yeah. Front office. You said balls. My man. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Front office says, you know what? We're going to cut bait with Lance. We're going to re-sign you, Jimmy G. Does he want to re-sign with him? Tell me how my ass tastes. He may actually say that. You never know. Um, <laughs> I don't he probably know. would. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I. It really depends on if he really wants to come back after everything that's happened, even if he takes his team to the Super Bowl, even if they actually win it with him, you know, he has like that type of season that, you know, most quarterbacks dream of, even if he has that, he could be just like, I'm just going to go where I'm going to be more appreciated than I was here. Because like Justin said, he didn't win the job, you know, Trey Lance didn't win the job. He essentially had taken it from Garoppolo and they're like, we're going to trade you. So, He's going to want to go where he's going to be appreciated. And unless something happens to where, you know, San Francisco really shows exactly what they, that they're willing to move on from Lance, which I don't think they are. No, I, he's, I, he's still cheap. I mean, they invested so much in him. I mean, it's yeah. like they, they spent a lot more to draft him than say the Packers did with Jordan Love. Right. Right. And you can make an argument that they're kind of in the same boat. I mean, obviously, Rodgers is, is a bit older than Garoppolo. I get that. And, it you know, sometimes organizations get in their own way. Like, they're outsmarting everybody. You know, at, at least with Rod, I mean, Rodgers had the collarbone injuries. He had some stuff that happened. They needed to draft a quarterback. I just don't I, I don't agree with what they did when they, when they picked up Love at that point. But, you know, they were hedging their bets. And Garoppolo's obviously had some injuries. And they, they just they fell in love with Lance, man. You know, and sometimes you you're you're hoping you look around the league and think about all these teams that if you hit on it, it's great because you want the cheaper quarterback for that that first contract. You build the rest of the team out, you pay him out, and you go, right? And if you think you got the guy, you make the move. They thought they had the guy. They had a rare opportunity to draft with a good team to draft that high, and they pulled the trigger on Lance. I just I I haven't seen it yet out of him. That doesn't mean he won't be good. Right, but I think what some of what happens with these teams is they go, all right, well, we're going into year three or year four. We got to play this guy because we got to know. But I don't know. I I, I think they miss. I think they outsmarted themselves, man. You congratulations, you played yourself, right? Yeah. Um. With with that, Lance needed to earn and take that job, and that's not what happened. And heaven forbid if Garoppolo goes down with injury, because then it's like what? Well, Purdy. Purdy, and then they get what they're going to bring uh, Kurt ben, ben Kurt from the practice squad and bring him up to the ah, they'll, they'll bring Colin Kaepernick back. Come on, is this um, Nick Mullins although, not there anymore? No, although uh, you know what would be kind of interesting. I mean, obviously the Commanders are, have uh, you know signed on with Carson Wentz, and I think that he'll be a roller coaster. But uh, Wentz, I think, is going to be productive with how they appear to be scheming that offense, but having McLaurin. And um, Dotson, who – that dude made some nice catches, man. That, that Dotson kid's got some skills, man. That, that's a he nice does. wide receiver pairing. Uh, I don't know how good Washington's going to be, 
but I do believe that Wentz is going to give you um, at least high, you know, uh, some nice fantasy productivity, even if he doesn't necessarily win a ton of games. Uh, but I think he's he's going to flash the you know these stats. He'll just have awful turnovers that decide the outcome of of stuff. But he's gonna he's gonna point up uh, with those guys. But I tell you what what would be fascinating, and maybe this sounds weird, but let's say Lamar Jackson, right, won't play under the franchise tag, and there's people saying that you know they believe the Ravens are just going to trade him. How about Jimmy Garoppolo? as a Raven, right? That'd be interesting for they sure. They need to fix that running game first. Yeah, because... that's fine. I'm just saying. Or, or, because... or you, know, you know what's going to happen, man. Matt Ryan's going to retire, and then Jimmy G's going to be a cult, dude. As long as they run the ball, I would love Jimmy G to come in there. But if they're going to expect him to throw it 30, 40 times, it's not going to be the formula. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Thank you. Mm-hmm. Apparently not. No. <laughs> mm. They didn't understand it three years ago when I said draft Debo. I still think Lamar needs to fire his agent, man. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're not wrong. You're facts. Man, I think it's great to be representing yourself, but... There comes a point at which... <laughs> I just... I You know, I... I it's, I love the confidence. Look, Kirk Cousins, he's going full Kirk Cousins mode, just betting on himself. I get it. At the same token, though, that franchise has been with you. That fan base, that fan base has loved you. I think that's a pretty gutsy move. Well, to, and on to, top of that, that team has built the team, the offense itself. It's just it's the offensive coordinator. Is the playbook is specifically made of course it is it's he's he's you know the face of the franchise and everything is tailored to him not every coordinator in the nfl is going to be like oh yeah let's go to what you're comfortable with this is what our offense is right i mean and i think there's a fair argument to be made that the best organizations when they have whatever the quarterback is is it a tall, big guy, pocket dude? Is it a guy that runs? Is it a guy that this? There's a, there's enough variety in skill sets that the real question is not, you know, let me find somebody that fits my system. It's how can I make my system fit the guy, right? And Lamar Jackson, who's certainly gotten his fair share of grief over the years from people, we've certainly piled on a couple of times. He's at the point that he needs playoff success. That, that's where he's at. He's had regular season success. He's had, you know, some playoff success, but not enough. And I know wins are a team stat, not a quarterback stat. Man, I, I hear all that. But he's at the point in his career, right, it's about what you do in the playoffs. And realistically, the AFC is going to run through Kansas City and Buffalo. I don't know how good Miami is yet. Um, obviously, they've been linked in some, you know, potential conversations with, uh, or rumors, I should say, with Lamar Jackson. But let's see what Tua does this year. I mean, having Tyreek and Waddle, I mean, my God. Definitely has made a difference so far. I know. But, uh, you know, it, it's what you do in the playoffs, right? And and I like Lamar. He, he, is, he has had progression every year. But some of that is a reflection of what the organization has done and built and, and how they've supported them. Now, you can make an argument that they maybe they haven't gotten the best wide receivers for him. Okay, I'll hear that. 
Um, certainly their 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 defense got roasted. I I don't remember where they ended up finishing last year. I thought I thought I read that they were um, last, but uh, they definitely are struggling in the secondary, um, and that's 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 a fair criticism. But if if you want the kind of guaranteed money it looks like he wants, there's not a lot of teams that are gonna they're gonna pay that. There, might, I mean, there might be somebody, but you're not just talking about getting a big contract. You're talking about a huge amount of guarantees. And look, I know Deshaun Watson got it. I think Cleveland did that to get Deshaun Watson to go to Cleveland. Yeah, they did. And you that's know? the problem because Lamar sees that and thinks he's going to get the same thing. And it's like, that's the outlier. Yes. That's, that's the- not what teams are going to want to do. Right. And an agent, a professional agent would set him straight and be like, Hey, look, that's the outlier. You're not going to get that. You're going to get a, boatload of money you could ask for a lot of money and you should be able to get it at your age but you're not going to get a kirk cut i mean if you want to do three years 90 million yeah but, he, do but he's saying he won't even play under the franchise tag like that was the last thing making around this week can you imagine the money he would make just for one year under the franchise tag, given what quarterbacks are getting now the top oh, five i mean they, God. 40, between 40 and 50 million a year yeah yeah i, I mean it, for one year yeah it would be crazy and it, maybe you would say to the you know for the ravens hey you know what maybe it's better if you if you play the franchise tag every year because instead of ha- instead of saying all right we're gonna give you 300 million guaranteed you're year by year and if something goes wrong or he drops off or he his body breaks down or he has a severe injury you can be like later bro you know yep. i mean that that's a gamble that lamar jackson is taking you know cuz the the stuff that's out there reflects that the ravens were very much willing to pay him and it would have been a very competitive contract it's not like they were trying to lowball that guy with some peanuts and popcorn contract I mean that was a two hundred ninety million. I mean it was God a lot. Bless. We'd have, we'd have to pull specifics for it, but the, it's not. They weren't trying to lowball him into oblivion. Uh-uh, no, yeah, the weren't. last one I saw, I thought was more than it was more than it was more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson, and I, I'm not sure about like Rogers, who just signed. I, I guess per year is the richest one, if I'm not mistaken. Well, at, yeah, at, I mean it. It, at, it moves all every time there's a new contract, all those targets move. But Rogers got a ton of money, right? Yeah, Rogers got a ton. And so they were going to handsomely compensate Lamar. This is not like they're trying to shaft the guy, right. but yeah, dude. And, and I, I do chuckle at the fan, you know, some of the fan trolling theories where they're like, this was the Cleveland Browns screwing over the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> and I, you know, I get a little bit of a kick out of that. So kind of funny, but I mean, they, so they, they the oh, contract, the mm-hmm. contract was five years worth 250 million with 133 million fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. The second highest average yearly salary and money fully guaranteed ever in an NFL contract. That's a lot of and money to turn it down, man. Turned it down. That's a lot. That's a lot. That, that's that's a gutsy move, bro. I mean, I, I hope he stays healthy. I hope he gets what he deserves. But you know, that's it's the NFL, not for long. So, but I mean, think one hundred thirty-three million fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. How? That's a lot. Well, and I mean, that's generations of your family taken of care of. Yeah, of course it is. But it, you know, part of that is, is if you're trying to here, 
are you trying to set the market or are you trying to read the market, right? And to me, a smart agent would be reading the market and saying, look, man, we're going to get you a lot of money. We're going to get you a lot of guaranteed money and we can push this. But there's a limit to how far you can push that before an organization basically is saying you're just holding us hostage and you're not going to sign. Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to shake out, but for the most part, I think the organization has been really good to him. And I think the fan base has been really good to him. Yes. Um, sometimes, you know, fit matters. It really does. It's one of these things I've come to really appreciate more at this point in my life is, you know, people can be successful in a lot of environments, right? But the better you understand what you need to be successful, the more like, you know, you have an easier time navigating your way into and out of environments that are not conducive to your own success, Correct. whether that's financial, personal, interpersonal, whatever, you know, you get a better read on that. And I know, you know, we're talking about NFL contracts, and I mean, their window is small, and it's a lot of money. I get all that. But, you know, forcing your way out to what? Squeeze out hopefully a few more million guaranteed, hopefully a lot more million millions guaranteed, but you don't know. That's, that, that's a pretty gutsy move, man. So I, I was listening to an interview the other day. It was Greeny, I think, had RG3 on. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about egos of coaches and how a lot of coaches think that their system is the grand poopa. Oh, and they of course have to, they do. And the players have to come in and adapt to their system. Lamar was very fortunate that Baltimore, A, came into the first round to draft him, and B, just said they scrapped their playbook and, and just developed it around him. That doesn't happen every day. That a coaching staff, professional, professional level coaching staff will tear up what they've done and known for years, and then build it around the quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, it's some some don't, but I think a smart. I think we're at the point now that a smart organization, if you identify the traits or whatever these things are, and again, think about the variance between some of these guys, right? With Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson and Mac Jones and you know Tua. You know, there's not one bo- one guy or one one absolute that fits everything. Now, you might have preferences, you know, preferences with what you want. But the reality is if, if you draft a quarterback high and you don't understand how to maximize their skill sets, you're the dummy. That does, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's on you. It's on you, your coaching, your coaching staff, your team, right? It, you right. think, look, not everybody is going to grow and develop. Some people hit their ceilings in college and never get much better. Right, some people develop significantly in the NFL and get a ton better, right? But there's a lot of factors that go into that. Some of some of it obviously is the player themselves, but the organization plays a huge role in that with the supports, the offensive system, how they draft, how they build the personnel, the roster around them. There's, there's a lot of layers to it, right? And there are a lot of egos, and I just I, I think it's unfortunate because I just think Lamar's own Lamar's agent's ego is getting in his own way. Yeah, you know you want all the gar- agreed. You know it's it's just it's a little a, bit. It's a dangerous game, man. I just you know if he forces his way out, I don't know where he's going to end up because wanting that amount of money is going to limit how many teams are willing to do it. Period. It just it just will by default. You know it's not like Houston's going to be like, "Yo, bro, we'll pay you three hundred mil guaranteed. Let's go." <laughs> I mean, 
Yeah, I, I don't see him getting a fully guaranteed contract. You know, it's just one of those things where you 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 know, as a as an NFL team, you got to cover your own ass. You can't just shell out so so much money that you're potentially you know hindering well, it, your the rest of your team. The thing is, it's not just about the money they're paying them; it's about the amount right. of money they have to put in the escrow because that's that's why those mm-hmm. those contractors are so tough because. You know, some of the owners would be financially strapped. You know, if you guarantee three hundred mil, man, you're not only paying that guy three hundred mil, you got to put three hundred mil in escrow, dude. Yeah, right. I mean, it's that that's your that's your commitment. That's yeah. a ton. Uh, I mean, God you're, bless. Unless you're, a, unless you're a big market team, well, or or a billionaire owner like the dude right. from the Broncos, or maybe that windbag Dan Snyder. I mean, you know, there's oh, the freaking Walmart. Cunt. Oh, the Walmart dude in Denver, man. They, they'd be like, sure, we can guarantee that. No big deal. Let's ride. I mean, <laughs> it's bananas. I I don't know, man. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think glad, was, I, I'm just glad there's actual salary cap. I mean, it could be like MLB and just like. Oh, no. Okay, let, yeah, no. exactly. No salary cap would ruin the NFL. It would, ab- it would absolutely devastate the NFL because. It would be the New York teams. It Washington would spend a ton of money. Denver would mm-hmm. spend a ton of money. The two the New York teams would spend a ton of money. The 49ers could spend. A, I mean, there, there's some teams that that just would have near bottomless pits, you know. And then there's a lot of teams that just wouldn't. Man, Al Davis would be Al Davis. Mark Mark Davis, Mark Davis would be up against it. I mean, he's wealthy, but he's not like you know Broncos owner wealthy. Right, I mean, there, there's like multi multi times over billionaires floating around the league, so Green Bay would be hosed. Mm. You know, I mean, it's just yeah. it, no salary cap would be awful. No salary cap would be awful. So I tell you what, let's take a quick break. Um, I need to refresh my beverage, and we need to get back and do some quick hits and roll through a couple other things, because you know, if we don't, we're gonna be like Shannon and the Colts. Hey, you know what? It's okay. We can shake it off. Well, I don't even know if uh, Whitfield is finished. Fuck him. Whoa. Uh, With porn chub yet. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Goes down fast. Gets up slow. I like how you brought up fuck Matt, em. and all of a sudden you should fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's like I I knew where I knew what soundbite I was gonna click. I just didn't know what I was gonna say in front of it. And then Whitfield popped up, and there you go. So that sounds terrible. <laughs> oh my God! Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> oh, by the way, Todd, we're not dead. <laughs> also, I can tell you that nobody on the sports brew, uh, I know two people split that $1.3 billion prize. It wasn't any of these assholes in this crew. <laughs> yeah, if, if we freaking won that shit, we wouldn't give a fuck anymore. <laughs> oh, well. And we Shit, if we'd won that, we wouldn't be working right now. Uh, well, uh, we'd be doing, uh, yes, we would have other activities, of which this would probably be one of them. But we would not have our conventional jobs. That is for sure. 
Uh, we'd sure. all be in the same place and build our own studio and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And and Todd, we would probably go. What was that brewery that y'all, you dickheads, went to in Petersburg without us? Trapezium. Trapezium. And Todd, we'd all be going to Trapezium without you. It's crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah, but fuck that. You become a dancing kilt now. <laughs> well, well, it's funny when Shannon invited us out. We were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Trapezium." We and we almost took a picture and t- tagged you both in it again, but we we're like, "Nah, we'll be nice this time." Y'all are trash, man. <laughs> Y'all are trash. You're, hey, you're, you were invited out. You chose not to come out. I'm going to call you number one, Randy. I'm going to call you number one, Shannon. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's, let's, let's take a quick break. It's been fun to chit-chat. I mean, we have... It uh, has been, I feel yes. like I feel like we've jumped around a lot of different topics, but that's okay. It was, not, it was good to chit-chat, but we, yeah, we probably ought to do some rapid-fire quick hits and clean up a couple yeah. of things, and then, you sure. know... I'm trying to decide if I want to make a second mixed drink or if I should just have another beer. I think I'd just beer it, man. It's 1 o'clock. Yeah, because I still have half of this rum and... Or actually, it's Jack and Coke. So I'd have to pound the Jack and Coke and then make a mm-hmm. new Jack and Coke. Just beer. Yeah, and I, I think beer is a good call. And I said I wanted to be asleep by two. Beer. So okay, I'll I'll get another I'll get another beer and then we'll do our first salute o'clock in five months. Beautiful. Hey, how about All that? About it. Yeah, and and you know Whitfield and Pornchub can do a salute a cock, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whitfield, Team Braint. <laughs> Any, anyway. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hope your eye heals up, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag boob headshot. <laughs> <Bro>. <laughs> Hashtag fall allergies, man. My dude was looked like he was hurting last night. Yeah. He said he was fine, but I was like, fall allergies. It's the mold count. It's- <laughs> Check it out. Bring it up, the thongs. <laughs> Look, it's the it's the porn chub dong song. I mean, don't be rubbing those. Don't be rubbing them thongs on your face, Whitfield. Get dangerous. Oh, oh no. Team Brain. Are we breaking out double dong again tonight? What's going on? <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, didn't, I didn't know that it was... Uh, I didn't know that we had hit this part of the podcast yet, but... There you go. <laughs> Okay, that's what she said. I tell you what, if anybody, if this is the first time anybody has listened to us, they're gonna be like, "What in the hell are these windbags talking about?" Man, there's a lot of history in this podcast. You are 340 episodes behind. Decade in, bro. Yeah, so I think it's 340. I might be wrong about the number. It's a lot. We might be we might be counting the episodes that never got released. But anyway, we'll take we'll take a quick break. Back in a few minutes. We are the Sports Brew. As always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean is our home feed, and a whole bunch of other services. Although, I guess if it's been five months, some of these services might have been like, where do these fuckers go? We're not... <laughs> Throw them off the feed. <laughs> I was going to say, are we on Spotify now? Or Yeah, I set up Spotify. I think, like, like right 
right when we finished up for the year, I said, I'm Spotify. <laughs> They're like, check out this new podcast on Spotify. Except They're going to be like, who the fuck except, are these guys? <laughs> there's no new episodes for like five months. What are these jack wagons doing? What the hell? <laughs> it's all right, man. We're just living our best life. Just not as one point three, not not as one point three billion dollar lotto winners. I tell you what, we we win the lotto though, man. We can record all kinds of stuff. That would be that'd be fun. I would Bro. build I would build a studio. That would be that'd be fun. We'd have some fun. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Every, every weekend, like football, like live. Oh my god. Hey Justin, can you imagine our own Borderlands podcast? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I still need to re- redeem some of those codes, man. Anyway, yeah, so do I. Uh, ten, I can't believe it's the tenth anniversary. Of that that's wild to me. For two, I know it is yeah, crazy. It's crazy, dude. Anyway, we'll take a break. We'll be back in uh, just a few. Well, it'll be a few seconds to y'all, a few minutes for us. But anyway, we're the Sports Brew. Uh, be back in just a moment, y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. And uh, <laughs> we're going to go uh, not full Whitfield, and we're actually going to have a, uh, a little salute clock here, man, just for good measure. So first and foremost, I got to tell you, man, I am enjoying an El Segundo old Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Um, I have hazy IPA'd myself to death as of late, and I, I need a break from the hazies, man. It's not that I don't like the hazies. I just need a break from the hazies. So... I like this because it's it's crisp, right? You know, it's crisp, it's clean, it's got some bitter, and it's I think six point seven, so it's got a little bit of weight to it without being absolute overkill. I just feel like the hazy sit on me a little too heavy, man. You know, just hanging out. Like I like one, but mm-mm. need the break from those bad boys. So here we go. Yeah, man, Shannon, what you got, bro? Well, I'm gonna go uh, a little Homer here, going mm. with the Dancing Kilt Headless Horseman. That's our uh, Oktoberfest lager. Nice. That I brewed and uh, got to serve at the governor's mansion last month. So look at that. Um, yeah, buddy. Salute. I, I'm gonna guess. That, I'm gonna guess that the governor does not listen to the sports brew, or else y'all, <laughs> you wouldn't have been at his mansion. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> not a hump, not a humble brag at all. Nah, nah. nah it, it, you know the funny part is, is um, we we and it, for those that don't know, I'm a the lead assistant brewer at Dancing Kilt Brewery, and we submitted four beers for a state competition, mm-hmm. and we ended up getting a silver medal for our English bitter. Um, at the competition, they announced that the gold medalists could go pour for the governor. All the gold medals couldn't make it because you know some people are five six hours away so they immediately said went to silver medalists and since we were the first category mm-hmm. and pretty close they said y'all want to come and we real master said, came to me and i said let's do it he said hell yeah so we went there and uh got to sample a lot of free beer and uh got to see some people and then went out and had some Good old Mexican cuisine afterwards. There so. you go. Salute. No, it's a pretty cool thing, man. Like, I know sometimes people get buried in politics, but then it's a pretty neat honor, you know, to go to the White House or go serve the governor. Those that's just a neat opportunity. A lot of people just don't ever get that. Yeah. So I, I think th- those are those are moments you take it and enjoy it for what it is. You know. We were one of thirteen breweries out of three hundred in the state that got to do it. Yeah. That's very cool. Oh so yeah. 
And I, I forgot to mention, of course, I have my Jack Daniels and my Mexico. Since you're talked about Mexican cuisine, I'm having some Mexican Coke. As is oh, Germ- as as is Jim Mercer. We're just two different kinds of Coke, I think. The high, that the high quality Mexican Coke. <laughs> <laughs> the real Mexican Coke, bro. Mm. Cocaina. Yeah, scratch and right? sniff, buddy. Scratch and sniff. <laughs> anyway, Randy, what you got, bro? Well, for the first part, courtesy of the Twitter Terminator, I did a Hardywood If You Want to Be My Spice Cake. It is actually oh. one of the beers from the Family Tree Beer Club that Shannon gave me when I was over nice. uh, watching a pay-per-view one, one night. Um, to, now, you'll get a kick out of this one, Justin. So to start the second half, uh-huh. I have an El Segundo Brewing Steve Austin's Broken Skull American Lager. Yeah, I saw that, uh, and I, I didn't. I haven't tried that one yet. I, I I don't do a lot of lagers. It's not that I won't drink them. It's just it's just not usually my first choice, right? You know. But how is it? Well, considering I had considering this was a twelve percenter to start, and I'm oh. coming to this to this now to mm. the American lager. It kind of tastes like water, but it doesn't taste bad. It, t- it definitely tastes better than most. Just you know, you did it out of beers. sequence. Yeah. Yeah. I probably yeah. should have started with this and finished <laughs> strong, but I, you know, it's the first, you know, first recording session of uh, the year. So essentially for the season, of the not, season. Not, the, not the year, of the season, yes. of the season, the new season, yes. the new season. Yes. So I figured why not? Let's, you know, <clears throat> go all out and probably should have just flipped them, but it's all good. That's still okay. Good. It's man. still good. That's okay. Well, good. Maybe uh, if you got a couple, if you have some extras of that, if we hang out this uh, weekend and play some cornhole and chill, since my birthday is Friday, I can't, I still can't believe I'm going to be 45. That's so weird. Um, God, what an odd number. I, I know it. It's not. It's not. It's not like a crazy big deal. I don't think. It, I don't think it's going to weigh heavy on me until I turn 50, and then 50 is going to be like, oh shit. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, we, right? we, can, we can ask Todd about that one next month. Yeah, uh, Grandpa. Yeah. Grandpa Todd's gonna have a walking cane by the time I turn fifty. So, oh no, <laughs> damn, <laughs> too soon, too soon. Uh, don't worry, Todd. Don't, don't worry, Todd. Next time I see you at Kroger, man, I'll drop off a bag of depends for you. It's okay. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> oh, Todd, you know we love you, bro. We love you, man. We roast the ones we love, so it's all good. And apparently, uh, the Buffalo Bills really love the Tennessee Titans. That's all. <laughs> Yikes! So, all right, let's get back on the stick here, man. Uh, Josh Allen just they, they they lit the Titans up, dude. Man, four touchdown passes, three to Stephon Diggs, and they smothered Derrick Henry and the Titans. They forced four turnovers. Uh, including uh, linebacker Matt Milano returning uh, an interception off of uh, Ryan Tannehill for 43 yards for a touchdown. They never trailed. They outscored the Titans 24 to donut in the third quarter, and it's just just ridiculous. I mean, Allen got pulled in the third quarter, didn't he? I don't even think he played the fourth. Yeah, he got um, pulled in the third quarter. Yeah, he set out the entire fourth quarter. That's ridiculous. Diggs with 12, 12 catches for 148, bro. God, and I bless. think he set the fourth quarter too. So I mean, by the way, D- Diggs has, has uh, exceeded the hundred yards in each of his first two games—a feat accomplished previously for the Bills 
uh, by Andre Reed, Hall of Famer. So nice, uh, nice company to be in there. Uh, I, I got to say, man, the Titans taking it uh, taking it in the chin versus the the Giants in Week One. Kudos to the Giants for doing that and for Dayball. I loved one of the headlines that said uh, Dayballs. You know what I mean? Because uh, I, I know people have been talking about Mike McDaniel's down in Miami, and I love that line that Tyreek Hill about him having to get a wheelbarrow to carry his nuts around or whatever he said. It was hilarious. I loved that. But I must uh, have missed that. I had to hear that. Oh, it, uh, just just Google it. It it is it is phenomenal. Uh, Tyreek with these monster shades, just talking about Mike McDaniel's needing a wheelbarrow to carry his balls around. Makes me think of that South Park meme with that dude. It was just ridiculous. Um, yep. Yeah, very much so. But I mean, the Titans, man. Oh, Ryan Tannehill. This th- this era looks like it's going to come to a painful close for y'all. Uh, again, early yet, and the Titans are weird, man. And they had this thing last season too, right? Where they they'd rise up and and you know play big time against some of the best teams, and then they they'd eat a game, and you're like, how did you? Because they lost. To, if memory serves, they lost to the Jets randomly last year, and you're like, how? 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 What are you doing? You know. And so I was like, all right, well, whatever. Week one, whatever. Good for the Giants. Good that Daniel Jones and Saquon look right, but. You know, I like Dayball's aggressiveness. I like what he's doing with a team that arguably is a little thin on the personnel side. They had a lot of questions, but Saquon's look good. They, they, they're playing with fire. They're playing with hustle. They're playing with heart. Um, I like the aggressiveness that he's had um, going for, you know, going for it, going for the two-point conversion, you know, basically playing the win. I think players respect that. I think they've responded well to him. I don't know how good the Giants are, but I loved that. I loved that. But Tannehill and the Titans, whew, man, that's a rough start for y'all, dude. And it's no, it's it's not that it's bad to lose to the Bills because the Bills are legit. But you didn't just lose to the Bills; you got embarrassed and you got blowed out. You know what uh, I mean? I believe Smokey said it best. <laughs> Uh, I probably have that queued up. So, yes, dear Tennessee Titans. You got knocked the fuck out, man. Give me my goddamn money. It's <laughs> about right. So, ridiculous. But, uh, so again, kudos to the Giants. Love that. Love the aggressiveness. And uh, the Bills, I certainly thought the Bills were going to win. But 41-7, to dude? Woof. Woof. <laughs> They'll just like bend over and take it because that's exactly what they did. Rough, <laughs> rough. I mean, I know you could probably go Denny Green and be like, "You want to crown them? Then crown their ass." But I mean, the bill, the Bills are legit. The only thing that's going to derail the Bills are, to me at this point, looking at, at what they've done and where they're at um, in the quarterback curve and the team building curve, the only thing that's going to do them in are injuries. You know, yeah. uh, otherwise. I mean, obviously the the NFL playoffs it's one it's not a series, dude. It's one and done. So a bad game could take anybody out, but uh, the Bills are going to be a hard out for anybody because that team is just they're baller, man. And you know, every year I, I obviously have the teams that I root for, and I'd like you know the Packers to be good. I'd like for Washington to be begrudgingly. I'd like for the Commanders to be good. It's not the it's not the players. It's not the team. It's I, I just dislike Dan Snyder so much. So, but I, they're going to be, to me, the Washington is going to be right in the middle of the pack. They're going to be good enough to win some games and they'll blow some games. They 
should win. They'll win some games they shouldn't win, and then they're going to lose some games they shouldn't, and they'll be floating around with you know seven, eight, nine wins, kind of right in that zone. But if it's not a team that I'm rooting for, what I want is a, a compelling, interesting story, and it would be it would be special to see the Bills run the table, not necessarily going undefeated. That's not what I mean, but. To, to deliver and get to the Super Bowl and win, that would be really cool, right? It just, for that fan base, and, and you know, if, if you're a, a person that doesn't like Buffalo, man, I get that, I understand that, but uh, for casual fans, Buffalo is an easy team to like, right? An easy team to root for because, look, I mean, they have all those Super Bowl L's. Right. They have all those Super Bowl L's. So, so if they actually put it together and deliver – Man, it's going to be an incredibly compelling story. So, no, I, I wouldn't mind uh, Chris Burst, Chris Berman finally getting his wish, Niners and Bills. Because how many years in a row did he predict that Super Bowl matchup, and it's never happened. A lot, <laughs> a lot. Side note: I, I did appreciate that the Detroit Lions were favored in the game for the first time since November 2020. <laughs> it's a long time, dude. It's a long time. I did not appreciate how awful Washington was in that first half because they were they were terrible, and I'm so glad we were coming back from visiting Sarah's parents, so we were up in Charlottesville hanging out, and um, I was like, "Well, the game's on DVR. We're not going to hang out here. We'll just I'll just drive back and then I'll watch the game on DVR." I'm very glad when I watched that first half, I was like, "I'm so glad I have the ability to fast forward through this." I didn't start watching football till about I think right around four o'clock. And that first half was barftacularly bad. If anything, you know, we've talked about the BSE or the Buttsuck Express. Um, we've talked about the BS me- BSE meter, BSE rating. And that, that first half for Washington was 100% Stone Cold Lock BSE. Full-on BSE. Braint, yep. Braint, which would be brown eye taint. Braint, that's Whitfield BSE. It was awful. So I had little faith that they would make a game of it. And they did in the second half. They did. I don't like that weird decision to go for a two-point conversion after they closed it to 29 to 21. I didn't understand that. I uh, didn't understand that either. I, I, I don't get the logic. No. Kick it, the extra point, you're down by seven. Right. Like, well, it, if you're Cleveland, you should be up by 14, but you miss it and you're right. up by 13. It, it, but, was, it, it was just a weird decision to me. It felt like it took a little momentum away from them. And, of course, then when they, you know, they closed the 36-27, then they missed the extra point. I'm like, well, that's why they went for two. <laughs> but uh, I will say this, man. Kudos to the Lions, who played the Eagles tough and had a good good game against Washington. Now, I mean, you know, beating up the commanders, I don't think, signifies anything of, of any real import, if you will. But Detroit, I think, is going to be one of those teams that, you know, is another team you kind of root for. And, it's, and, 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 you know, I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of a team in their division, you might be like, F the Lions. I get that, too. But how that team has responded to Dan Campbell, um, you have, you know, Goff, who basically was jettisoned from the Rams for Stafford, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, it's just that's a team that feels like they're going to play hard and you're going to have to earn that W. And right. it's one of those things that I respect, even if you know, even if your team isn't necessarily that good in the win-loss column, but you play hard and you make mm-hmm. teams earn it, I respect yeah. that. 
And yes. so I feel like the Lions are that kind of a team. I don't know how good they are, but I think you know they're going to play people tough. They're going to ball out, and you're going to have you're going to have to scratch and claw a little bit uh, to earn that W with them. So, you know, this is uh, going back to last season. It's the third game in a row that they've scored thirty five plus points. Uh-huh. The last time that that happened was what nineteen in the nineteen fifties, nineteen fifty two, or something for, like probably that. Probably forever and a day ago. Basically, when they were winning championships before it was the NFL pre Super Bowl, that's when they were good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's and and good for them and good for Dan Campbell, man. Like that dude, you can tell he gives a shit. Oh, he does. And that that's what that organization needed was a head coach who wasn't there just to be a head coach. Like he actually gives a shit mm-hmm. and cares about the team and. That's really what they needed. Go ahead, Randy. Well, well, I think with Campbell, part of the fact the fact he used to be a player, so that really yes. helps feed into that because he knows the passion. He knows what it takes to just play in the NFL in general. So bringing that in as a head coach, that energy, that and of course him coming from an era where being gutsy and grinding it out is exactly how it had to be when he played. So bringing that mentality to a team that just really was a had had no direction. They had no they were directionless. The Lions were soft, team. dude. Exactly. The Lions were soft. They were. They and were. them being this big scrappy team that's going to give everybody <clears throat> fits. That's a direct result of just the way he coaches, and yeah. that's amazing. That's awesome. Randy, correct me if I'm wrong. Was he a fullback? I thought he was tight a end. tight end or tight end. He was yeah. a tight end. Okay, fullback, tight end. Either way. Scrappy players, right? Yeah. Got to block. Got to be. Got to have some grind to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, he understood. he feels like he's that old. I, I know it's a cliche, but he's like that head coach that people run through the wall for. You know. Oh like, yeah. That's Dan Campbell. You know, but they they definitely found a gem in um, St. Brown. I mean, for sure, that dude's been uh, in fuego to finish out last year and to start this year. So. You know, I'm not rooting for the Lions to succeed, but I can appreciate what they've done in their turnaround and how uh, how hard they how hard they fight, man. I appreciate, I respect that. I respect that. <laughs> you know, it, we were talking about the Bills a lot, talking about looking forward to a rematch of Bills and Chiefs, which was really an incredible playoff game last year. And I gotta say, man, you know, it, I'm curious to see what the Chiefs look like when it matters the most. I mean. You know, losing Tyree Kill was a big deal. They were super productive against Arizona, but I don't know how much that really means. I don't think Arizona's very good. And I'm curious about the rise of San Diego. I love Justin Herbert. Love Justin Herbert. And really, the Chargers were in a, a great position to take a lead in that game. It was 17-17. Chargers had, had first and goal. And Everett just, he was gassed, but he <laughs> ran a garbage-ass route. Um, and that ended up being that 99-yard pick six uh, for the Chiefs. And I think what's tough with the Chargers is that's a team that feels like across like generations of players and coaches has just found a way to lose, right? And there's something about teams that find ways to win, right? And I feel like, like that's where Buffalo is right now. Like, they, they find ways to beat you. They find ways to win. And the Chargers, who I think have a really interesting potential 
And look, I know you know Keenan Allen, you know, tweaked his hamstring. You know, I hear all that, but man, it's just it, Chargers going to Charger is what it feels like, and so it, it's frustrating because they, to me, again by all accounts, they were in prime position to take a lead and to try to close that game out, and they didn't do it. Herbert obviously gutted through the rib injury in that game, and there were moments where he just looked like he was cooked and done, and then he would make an incredible throw. Uh, so obviously he was in pain. So we'll have to see how he navigates that as he heals up, because good luck healing up quickly when you're taking rib shots every week. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but I, I think one of my one of my favorite things about the Chiefs-Chargers game, and kudos for the Chiefs for getting that done, I did like their retro field. I thought that was cool. <clears throat> um, I like that more than the Browns retro field with the Brownie the Elf, but that's okay. That's a very Cleveland thing. It's just kind of a weird logo, but whatever. Uh, but one of my favorite things from Thursday Night Football was all the meltdowns over not being able to stream it and like a whole bunch of boomers not being able to figure out how to watch the game. <laughs> I thought that was pretty fun. I had a good time listening to people bitch about that. Um, I, I didn't lose the game at all. I know there were people that had that have good internet that lost the feed. So, but overall, I thought Amazon did a pretty good job uh, with that. Not perfect, but better. I, I thought it was better than last season. So, I think it, anytime it's streaming only and there's no over-air option where you can, with an antenna or cable, there's going to be pockets of the country that just don't watch, can't watch. And that, that part's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because uh, that would have been a good one to see. Uh, but I hope I hope Herbert's okay. Um, I like the upside of the Chargers, and to me, they're going to be in the mix. Uh, and I would like to believe that when they get the Chiefs, I always want to say I still can't let go of San Diego. It's so weird when they get the Chiefs at home. I'd like to think they can, uh, you know, <clears throat> deliver that one. But the AFC West, I really had a lot of I had high hopes for Denver. <laughs> I don't believe in them. Um, the Raiders, I thought were were very fascinating, <clears throat> but I think. You know, Derek Carr is still inconsistent, and um, that meltdown against Arizona is just concerning to me. So, in all likelihood, barring something unusual to me, that's the Chiefs and the Chargers. And against Week Two, I know it's early, but that if, I, if I'm putting money down, it's one of those two teams, uh, not the Raiders, and definitely not the Broncos until they figure out this hacking problem. I mean, for that division, it's it's nothing new. But you're right; we had high expectations of both the Raiders and mm-hmm. the Broncos and they just they've fallen flat these first two weeks yeah I mean, it, it's early yet I love you right. know I love Devontae Adams incredible wide receiver Packers fandom aside and losing to him I think it's a nice thing to to go back and reunite with Carr uh they played together in college but I mean he, he dude Devontae is Devontae's a beast man you gotta Dude for twelve yeah, touchdowns. I know get it nothing. Done. And I mean, God bless Hunter Renfro. I feel for the guy because he fumbles once, they recover it. He fumbles again. It's a scoop and score, dude. That's just awful. Yeah, but he got blowed. Yeah, he I, got, I know. He I, got destroyed I know, on that. Hit. I understand he got lit up, but still, whew, that's tough. That's tough. Um, I do want to <clears> celebrate. <throat> You know, I've got a, I've got a Packer stock. I need to get that thing framed at some point. I have one of those Packer, you know, shares of Packer stock, which is always kind of funny that I did that. Um, Sarah was like, "What a waste of money!" And I'm like, "Wait till I frame it, so I'll spend, <laughs> spend more money on something that's worth zero. Um, 
But I, I do want a, a tip of the cap to Aaron Rodgers for his continued ownership stake in the Chicago Bears. Uh, the last seven games versus Chicago, 17 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and a 7-0 and record. So here's to you. Against the Bears, Aaron Rodgers. That was literally my note from the Packers-Bears game. <laughs> I know. He still owns the Bears. Still owns the Bears. Uh, Rodgers, by the way, becomes the fifth quarterback in NFL history to, history to reach 450 passing touchdowns. Uh, and I texted our friend E, who is a big Bears fan and is from the area, not Chicago, but the outskirts of Chicago. Uh, and I just I sent him a note just checking in on him because they had a, a baby within the past couple of months. So he's got a newborn. And I just said, hey, man, just checking in on you. Uh, hope things are well. By the way, nice shotgun quarterback sneak. <laughs> he did not text me back. Fuck <laughs> that guy. Fuck him. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Dickhead. Also, uh, random fun factoid. The uh, I, I, And this is one of those kind of like rando stat things. Uh, the longest active win streak following a loss in the same season, that's Green Bay. It's 12 games. The last time the Packers had a losing streak was 2018. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty good. So they might eat a game, but they follow that up, and they handle, they take care of business. Speaking of disappointing, and maybe it's a little bit unfair uh, but you got to be disappointed if you're a Bengals fan. Not that your team is terrible, but that your team has, number one, not done a great job. And some of this is Burrow's own fault. For I mean, that dude takes some sacks and takes some hits, right? He takes enough sacks that Peyton Manning might show up and think it's a weight room that he can teabag people. I'm just saying. <laughs> that one was for you, Shannon. Too, um, soon. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> too soon too soon that's like matt that's like matt ryan's laundromat um oh no washed people washed because it's one thing to lose i mean tj watt was an absolute monster in that in in week one uh versus the bengals and you know they had opportunities to win that game missing getting a, a blot extra point, shanking a field goal in OT. I mean, they were in the game, right? They came back. They were in the game. The division game against the Steelers. Yeah, I know. Man. But to lose to Cooper Rush, right, and the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't know how many – I don't know how – I'm curious how many oh. people took this game – how how many people took the Bengals in, like, Survivor or Death Pools or whatever we're supposed to call them these days. Raised his hand. Yeah. I'm 0-2 this year. Same – Y'all are both 0-2 in the Survival League? I, I, yes. I, I picked the Colts, and then I picked the Bengals. Oh. I picked I pick San Francisco, and I picked the Bengals. Wow. By the way, I've already picked the Chiefs this week, so if they lose, fuck them. Dude, it, <laughs> let me tell you what. Let me tell you what. If you need a safe pick this week, it feels like Chiefs-Colts is a very, very safe Survivor pick, right? If I'm 0-3, for 3, I'm happy. If you're 0-3 at that point, it was destined. Like you were just meant to be the, like eradicated because that's a three strike survivor league. It's three yeah. strikes because one year we played it. I think we had, it was one and done. And I think we were all done by like week four. <laughs> and uh, Last year we did two. And I think I ended up edging out Mark by, but we, I think we made it what week 12 or something like yeah. that last year. Mm. 
No, you got to have a couple of strikes in there with the, with the death pools. You know, unless you're in like a pool with like a couple hundred people, like when it's a group of like 10 or 12 friends or something, you got to have a couple of strikes in there. So I think my, my least favorite way I've lost in a death pool, I was doing the uh, Sports Radio 910 one, and I was really far. I was like in the last, I don't know, 15 or 20 people. Um, so you're like, yeah, it's almost prize time. Boop, boop. And I missed the cutoff for the one o'clock or whatever their cutoff was. I missed it. And I forget why I was out of town traveling, whatever the hell it was. And I was like, well, that's okay. I'll just pick one of the late games. And I couldn't. And I will, I will forever be like really annoyed that there were games that were yet to be played. And I could not make a pick from games that had not started, could not play. Like, I'm just like, why, dude? Like, why is this cut arbitrarily set? I mean, that's some bullshit. Yeah. I mean, if a team hasn't, if if there's games yet to be played, let me, let me make a pick from the games that aren't active. Who cares? So I was really annoyed at that. Although I think the 910 death pool offed itself. I don't even know if that exists anymore. So that's okay. Well, after that debacle, you know how I feel about that. Fuck them. Exactly. Bullshit. Anyway. But uh, kudos to the Cowboys for pulling off. Didn't expect that to happen. You know, I don't quite know how worried Bengals fans should be. It's not the start you wanted. Um, but they haven't been awful. But I do think the sacks that Burrow takes, the inter- the turnovers are problematic. Uh, you do have to worry about that. They're the first uh, defending AFC champion uh, to start 0-2 since 1999. Yeah. And, and that was Denver, and that was after Elway retired. Right? So you knew they were going to be in for a rough start. But, but you would think that, okay, you lose to Pittsburgh. That's one thing. I know. Um, but they got Trubisky. And I, I just expected them to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they've regressed. Like, like they're going back. They're not trying to do. They keep trying to do these like five step drops, and like you got to do like these quick hitters with Burrow mm-hmm. to get get him going. And then you go to the five step drops, and and then you establish a run. But they're trying to go to these five seven drops uh step drops and he he just by the time he gets to it like he has no time whatsoever and i don't know like it's like you're just going go routes all the time you can't do I that i know well and, you you can if you're the dolphins against the ravens well i mean that's different because <laughs> you got tyreek and waddle who are the Two of the fastest receivers in the league, who Bro. Can, who are boom gone. Wore those, um, wore those DB down, wore those DBs down, dude. Waddle eleven catches, buck seventy one, two touches, and Hill eleven for a buck ninety and two touchdowns. Just nasty. And one is wasn't that like an NFL record for a team to have two receivers with ten plus receptions, one hundred fifty yards, and a touchdown in the same like. Or two touchdowns in the same game? Probably. I, I, I think I recalled that somewhere. But uh, Well, I will say this is why I'm disappointed that Mark's not here. The Dolphins, by the way, their first team to win a game went down 21 points in the fourth quarter since, anybody remember? The 2010 Philadelphia Eagles versus... Gigantes. The New York football giants. 
Uh huh. With over eight minutes to play, with just over eight minutes to play in the fourth quarter, the Eagles trailed the Giants by 21 points. They went on to score four unanswered touchdowns in the final seven minutes and 28 seconds, including a punt return for a touchdown by Deshaun Jackson as time expired. Al, that's the one where he was running backwards at the end and they all lost their minds over it. Yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> so I, maybe that's why Mark wasn't here tonight. <laughs> Dude, Giants are two and zero this year. It, well, it, whatever happened up. years ago don't matter. Should have showed up, but uh, good for Tua, good for Miami, and I don't. I, you know, again, it's just there was some just serious wildness this week, but that was that was an incredible thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson, by the way, the first player ever with a seventy-five uh, plus, or seventy-five yard rushing touchdown and, and a seventy-five plus yard passing touchdown in the same game. That's pretty wild. It's rare that you get a first. Like, right? It's rare that you as a player would get a first in NFL history. It's a hell of a thing to do. Well, it's also a hell of a thing to blow a 21-point lead. I mean, 35-14? Y'all couldn't finish that? You couldn't pick up some of those fourth downs? Jeez. Yeah, well, part of that's the defense has got to I hear you. too. I hear you. I hear you. Because Tyree Kill, I mean, was... He ate him up. He was dropping deuces. I mean, <laughs> he was dropping deuces, and the Ravens' defense was laying deuces, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Oh, he, he caught the ball, dropped his pants, took a shit, wiped, pulled him up, and then scored a touchdown without getting touched. It was, it was ridiculous. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, ridiculous. It is. He's that fast. That fast. Turbo turds, man. Turbo turds. Goes down fast. Gets up slow. Turbo turds. <laughs> Same. Too soon, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and I do, I do want to. Uh, I'll, I'll raise a glass to uh, Mike Evans for running in there and blowing Lattimore the hell up. <laughs> that you might have gotten a one game suspension, but you know, all I can think is Terrell Owens. This is my quarterback, man. I do. That's exactly what I was thinking of, man. Like that's my quarterback. That's, that's my... Tom Brady, motherfucker. Yeah, what? Yeah, I, I like talk shit to him. Uh, it, I mean, I, there's some bad blood with Lattimore and Evans for sure. Did you um, just go Taylor Swift? I, I did, but I didn't cue that song up, so I'm sorry. You did. I did not. I did not cue that song up. Am I supposed to have that song ready? I mean, I'd set it up for you, but... Do you really want me to play that? Do you? I mean, you drop bad blood. You gotta... You gotta do it. She's she's one... She's in the... She's in the mix all the time in the sports brew. Well, Maybe oh not man. that song. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, she beat somebody in the face. All right, here you go. There you go. I don't know that I've ever actually watched this video. Yeah. Hey! All right. Are you happy now, MacGuffin? Good. You cunt. Look, motherfucker. Look, man. Don't make me have to school your ass Saturday night in cornhole. <laughs> I'll just drop your ass on your head. Just stay away from Team Braint. <laughs> <laughs> Whitfield's been schooling somebody in cornhole, but... <laughs> Son of a bitch! 
Todd, you better bring your ass out Saturday night, bitch. Oh, we should invite Todd. We should do it. Tell him to come out. Let's go. Bring it. Let's go. Yeah, Todd, don't don't come up short. Don't do it. Todd's like six six and a half, man. He don't come up short. I think he's taller than six six. He claims he's only six six and a half. I don't think so. I told him he's six eight. I th- 120. I think I think I think Todd is six eight and a buck forty dripping wet. Yeah, well he claims he hit two hundred this year. I don't know if I believe him. He must be drinking a lot of beer. I mean he's been running the bar for a little bit, so I think he's up to three beer tooting, not two beer tooting anymore. But we love Todd. Time to change your depends, Todd. Oh no! Lighten the load, bro. Bro, <laughs> don't do that, man. Like that. Come on now. <laughs> don't do that, man. Like that. <laughs> oh, we no love Todd. We okay. love Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey, Todd. What can I say except you're welcome? What? <laughs> My man gonna be fifty in October. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe that's that. That's weird. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. The hell, man. Fuck him. Anyway, okay, where were we? Ah, fuck. Oh, oh, Lattimore and Evans. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, um, probably the best throw of that game may have been uh, Brady throwing that Microsoft Surface tablet. That was fantastic. <laughs> But that and the second one may have been the Perryman. But. Yeah, yeah, they had they had their moments. But anyway, the Bucks. When you look at the numbers, you can fault the Bucks' offense, man. They're struggle busting, but that defense has been on point through two games, bro. They have. That defense has been on point. I'm very curious to see uh, Packers uh, Packers Bucks this weekend to get a better feel for both teams. You know, we'll we'll see how that goes. Okay, let's see. What time is it? Oh, yeah, we need to start wrapping this up. Uh, Shannon, I do want to ask real quick, any kind of takeaway thoughts as far as college football or anything maybe we've missed uh, somewhere along the way? Uh, We did mention pre-podcast, obviously, that Alabama-Texas game. I still think Texas got robbed on that non-safety. That was bullshit. But I don't know. We've had a couple of fun upsets, but any kind of big, you know, takeaway so far I'm just so far this season other than if you're a Notre Dame Notre Dame fan man uh buckle up y'all <laughs> uh if you're a Notre Dame fan uh it's been a good season um not um Georgia and Alabama just honestly seem to be the class of all college football Ohio State Michigan whoever wins that game will probably make the playoff and uh you know, look, I got I got to live out a dream of mine that I'd wanted to do for a number of years. I got to go to the swamp. I got to go see the Kentucky at Florida um, in person, which was a dream of mine for a long time. Um, Ninety thousand people, which that's a lot, bro. Dude, insane, and got to see for the third time in. 
uh, 42 years of life, uh, Kentucky Wildcats beat the Florida Gators, which, <laughs> you know, the, the, the Florida, you know, it's, it's like you, you, you see a team that's beaten you twice in the last few years and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. And it's like, it's such a huge deal for us, like for as, as a Kentucky boy, like it was such a huge deal because it's, it's the third time in 40 years you've beaten a team that's mm-hmm. just owned your ass. And, you know, you move up in the rankings to the top 10 ranking and uh, you win this weekend. You get your first shutout in 13 years that you've had a I guess this uh, inferior opponent, you know, the inferior opponent this week in, in Northern Illinois. And then you get to go on the road next week to Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. So happy for Kentucky, um, Georgia. Did Kirby Kirby, the, the Kentucky, Georgia has the potential in November to be a huge matchup. What happens between now and then, who knows? But that has the potential to be a huge, fun matchup. Uh, Alabama, again, looks to be the class of the West. Well, particularly if they have the refs in their back pocket, just saying. Yeah, that the Alabama-Texas game, I was a little heartbroken to see yours go down. Um, that's a kid that was a highly talented prospect, and he was wheeling and dealing versus Alabama. Mm-hmm. At the goal line, looked like he injured his shoulder there, out for a few weeks. Backup played really well. And Texas, you know, I think got robbed of a safety, but if you're going by the absolute letter of the law, by the skin of their chinny chin chin, uh, Bama escaped that safety. I mean, if you're when you watch that play in real time, that was a fucking safety, dude. Absolutely, you're Come not lying. Some, oh, it's slow mo technicality. No, I'm with you. I and, know. And we, the, I was, dude. I was in Steve Spurrier's bar. When that happened, and the whole place went nuts because we all thought it was a safety. Like we were like, "Oh my god, Alabama's actually going to lose at Texas!" Oh, you know, because the whole place was going nuts. Oh, like, I, bet, I bet that bar was rowdy, bro. <laughs> Just a wee bit. Yeah, dude, they had limitless mimosas. So, oh damn! God oh bless. yeah, that's where Urban Meyer and his concubines needed to be. <laughs> the cunt. <laughs> unlimited mimosas for 20 bucks dude and people would just go champagne and orange juice up I like mm. um i i went with beer but my man yes sir i got a picture of uh his he has his uh heisman and his a bunch of his championship rings there which was pretty cool to see he had a actual redskins helmet in there because he coached them he had all the helmets of either teams he played for or coached for mm-hmm. in his restaurant, which was pretty cool. But uh, back to that game, dude, like the whole place went nuts when when Young went down. We were like, yes, safety. You know, Texas is going to get the ball. We're going to put mm-hmm. the game away. And I think the rest had 
throwing a flag for roughing the passer, which was some bullshit. And then we thought, oh, no, there was a tip. And then they're like, oh, no, it's just an incomplete pass. And we're sitting there like, what the absolute fuck, man? Like, <laughs> like you're sitting there as a fan, and you're you're watching this game. You can't hear the announcers, and you're just you're watching the slow-mo replay, and you're like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm looking at Twitter, and people are losing their minds. They should have like, been. They should have been. It, it's a damn safety. It, it's an absolute safety. And – that that should have been it, but it's one of those things that's tough. I mean, I, I know when you slow things down frame by frame, you, you can make different arguments for stuff. But in the heat of the moment, as that play unfolded, that absolutely felt absolutely felt like a safety. It, it just did. I, I think Texas got hosed on that, and you know, I, I'm not real big on ref grievances. Sometimes you miss calls. Sometimes there's bad calls. But that one just felt like in the moment that that was a call that specifically fucked Texas. Not that I, not that I'm like, woo, yay, Texas. It's not even about that. But that, that was tough, dude. That was, that, a, that, that's a tough call in that moment. And that was a tough call. Didn't feel right. It, you know, that's what she said. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, <laughs> it, it didn't feel right. And of course, Bama kicks the game winning field goal and all this and that. So it is what it is. Uh, week two, Dude, fucking Appalachian State. App State, baby. App State, baby. They got the mojo, bro. Uh, Beating Texas A&M on the road. And then the Hail Mary this week. Like, are you kidding me? They get – not only they beat Texas A&M at A&M, which is the top 10 team, they get game day that comes in to Boone. And then they win their game on a freaking Hail Mary that falls short, bounces off, the receiver catches it, goes around the defense for the touchdown. All right. I mean, that place, that that play was drunk. They were already drunk <laughs> that play when the game drunk. started. I mean, that place <laughs> got obliterated. The moonshine was flowing that night. Oh, my God. I believe that. Oh my God, dude! The shine. You want to talk about a shine on Saturday? That was a shine on Saturday, my friend, from beginning to end. The, we, the shine we, was. We flowing. have not had a shine on Saturday in a long. Those were that was dangerous. I don't remember how many times we did that, but moonshine podcasting. That's living on the edge, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Dude, I mean, App State, Marshall, Georgia Southern. I mean, there, there's there's been some crazy ODU sticking tech. Although, I mean, granted, Virginia Tech, I don't think is nearly what they were. Honestly, well, I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, with Scott Frost getting fired in Nebraska, I got to say this, man. I think Virginia Tech is uh, suffers from the same thing that Nebraska does, which is people believe they're way better than they actually are, and they deserve yes. more way way more than they you know what I mean than they've earned. Right, because I know people were like, "Ah, oh, Frank Beamer, retire him out of here." Y'all have not been shit since. No, so Nebraska ain't been shit since they lost to Ohio State in the early two thousands. You can call it the nineties if you want to. They 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 had that one last run. Tom Osborne, bro. Yeah, that was it. Uh, and they, there's been a couple of head coaches since that 
actually did pretty well and then they sent them on their way yep. and it's like you reap what you sow bro and sometimes you got to be a little patient like like Kentucky was with Mark Stoops like we're a top 10 team this year but if you looked on in those early years it was brutal yeah it's just weird to think that Scott Frost had the success at UCF and you figure he's got ties to Nebraska Yep. rooting for him to succeed, the AD, the community, the boosters. And it's just, I forget what his record is. What is he, like 16 and 31? I mean, it's terrible. And they just haven't gotten it done. I mean, I, you know, it's just a, it's it's just everything has gone wrong. Like, it's just it just has not worked for whatever reason. You got to pull the ripcord. It's time to get him out of there. Uh, they went ahead and, and, and did it, and they're paying him the big money instead of, instead of trying to rot it out. Um, it's just, it's unfortunate. Not that I have any, like, I'm like, oh yeah, Nebraska. But I tell you what, when they were playing that game, was it Northwestern in Dublin? Like oh, yeah. they were our, look, Ireland paid it forward for Nebraska with free beers. You knew, you guys knew you were fucked, right? They had a stadium full of free <laughs> beers. Just going, y'all look, man, we're just, just go ahead and start drinking. Cause y'all suck. And Scott Frost is getting fired. Here's, so- here's free beers for a whole bunch of people. The fun, the funny part about that comment is, is Amber and I just took the kids recently to get their passports because we want to take them to Europe before uh-huh. Lily goes off to college. And I'm all about Ireland, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm all about Ireland, and I've, you know, as if you've listened to this podcast, as you know, my daughter has celiac disease, my wife has celiac disease, and I've looked up, and Ireland is pretty good on gluten free. And my wife's like, oh, no, Italy. Italy's better. And I'm like, no, no. You're like, come on, pasta? Nah. Nah, nah, no. We're we're, going to do Ireland. (laughs) So um, I'm kind of hoping Ireland. We'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, We'll see what's uh, the best best available deal out there. But um, Ireland. That's that's where I'm heading. That's that's, that's oh, my oh, lead. Oh, 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 fun factoid for you guys. Okay. All right. Well, rest in peace. I hear you. you. Queen, yeah. all that all that. You could see the queue of people waiting in line <laughs> from outer space. Lined up waiting to see the queen, dude. How crazy is that? First of all, that's insane. Second of all, apparently Irish Twitter was having a field day after she passed away. Oh my god. I have not I have not uh, had a deep dive in the Irish Twitter. I bet that first of all, I bet there's a lot of cunts and a lot of weird contractions. I'm like, what the hell are these people even writing about? Right. <laughs> Dude, I've seen some Irish tweets, some Irish Twitter tweets. I've just never done a deep dive. Yo, that's like a whole different Eng- it's like it's like a weird subset of the English language, man. <laughs> like it's like what? Apparently, Irish Twitter was very happy. Oh, very happy that someone passed away. I I don't wish ill will on anybody. Look, the queen had a hell of a life. She did. She did. And she was there for a long time. But long time. apparently, Irish Twitter was very happy. She no longer here. All right, so and right. I will leave it at that because I ain't seeing shit else because I ain't trying to get bad karma. Right, there you go. Well, you know, people are entitled to their own opinion. It's not your opinion. For okay. entertainment purposes only, Shannon Correct. is telling you to go deep dive on Irish Twitter. There you go. 
I bet they yeah. I bet they had a field day with King Charles's sausage ass, you know, gout fingers. <laughs> anyway, that's not nice. That's it, terrible. It's not nice. That's not nice. Sorry. Rest anyway, rest in peace. Rest Seriously, in peace. Randy, rest in peace. Seriously, uh, Randy, don't don't kill Randy off, dude. What are you doing? My man, my man's is tired. He he's he told me his his house is heated. Uh, it, it's not aired out like it should be, uh, and like, did we did we lose Randy? Did he disappear? I wasn't paying attention. My man, dude, let me tell you something about Randy. My what? man is down to two seventy, if not less Good than that, him. right now from where he was at four hundred, and and the heat just gets to him, and it it just it, you know, he worked out tonight. Once he's done, he's done. He's done. That's man. fine. Well, that's what we're trying to wrap up. It's I just he should have said goodbye. I think he wanted to, but he my man's just tired. That's so. fine. He should have just interjected. Look, and, and, and look, look, it's look. our first podcast in five months, so he, you know, he's got to get he's got to get the reps going. You yeah, know? He does. He does. He he got. He does have you. to get the reps. I hear you. Going. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, by the way, by the way, I, I want to say. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many people watched it because it was on a football Sunday, uh, but I guess kudos. And this was another reason I wanted Mark on the podcast tonight because uh, I wanted to hear about his betting angles on the WNBA. Uh, but kudos to the Las Vegas Aces, right, for uh, delivering a championship. But why on earth anybody in their right mind, any schedule maker, would schedule the WNBA on a football Sunday is well beyond me. They went full. Clay Aiken mode, because that shit was, was invisible. invisible. Yeah, seriously, you don't get a lot of Clay Aiken drops anymore. But that one, mm-hmm. I forgot how yeah. pervy that song is. <laughs> it's very pervy. It's kind of pervy. It is Clay Aiken after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, didn't you mention something about? Anus, Manus. What did you say earlier in the podcast? McManus. I, I couldn't <laughs> remember the guy's name. The the kicker for the Broncos. Oh, there you go, Mc, McManus. I guess this this kind of fits, uh, sorta. Uh, we'll have to ask Team Braint. Uh, but uh, incidentally, speaking of Anus, Manus, I don't know. Uh, I love this headline on IFL Science. It says, "Who thought asking the internet to name NASA's." Uranus or er, Uranus. My wife always tells me it's Uranus, Justin. And I'm like, no, it's Uranus. It's uh, Uranus. It's Uranus. always Uranus. It's always Uranus. <laughs> <laughs> Who thought asking the internet to name NASA's Uranus mission was a good idea? <laughs> no. We want to know what would you name the Uranus Orbiter and Probe mission? <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to submit Braint. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Brown eye taint, man. Team Brain. Actually, we're gonna tell them that we're, we're gonna volunteer Whitfield to go on that probe mission. Rejected. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're asking the public to come up with a name for a probe going to Uranus. Urgh, Uranus. Mm -mm. That's dangerous. 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 Anyway, all right, we need to get out of here. Oh, man, I just said I wanted to be asleep by 2, and all of a sudden it's 2.06. Um, real quick, I do want to throw a little shout-out, a little love to Josh Allen stiff-arming that Rams DB in week one. That uh, was that that was beautiful. Irish Twitter may not have been all over that stiff arm, but that was absolutely fantastic, man. 
Love that. The Bills also sacked Stafford seven times in that one. Uh, obviously, for the Cowboys losing Dak Prescott, uh, that's a that's a tough break, literally and figuratively for them. We'll see how that pans out, but uh, tough sledding. And then, you know, really at the end of the day, man, I'm just happy to be back and recording. It's fun to catch up, fun to hang out, fun to have a couple of beverages. Also, J.D. McKissick, I think you made the wrong decision not signing with Buffalo and coming back to or going back to Washington. Yeah. Like, like Beyonce, you should put a ring on it, dude. Yeah. I, I get the loyalty, but nah, a chance to play with Josh Allen, nah, bro. I, I don't think I could pass that up. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. And I don't, you know, I'm hoping this happens. Obviously, uh, Pujols is closing in on 700. Uh, I hope uh, we're able to revisit this next week because we're back on the stick. So we'll, we're, you know, NFL season, you know, sometimes we miss week one, but once we start recording, we usually keep recording. So I'm, I'm sure we'll revisit uh, Pujols, we'll, we'll revisit uh, Judge, and I, I hope that uh, Pujols clears 700, 700, man. I hope he does. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah, and- yeah we're at 698 with Pujols and uh, 60 with Judge and... You know, just just to piggyback off your um, comments, man. Like, I really hope Pujols hits seven hundred because of 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 our generation that we hope and think is clean. Yeah, like he he's the guy. Like he he truly is the guy. Um, well, for anybody that that thinks McGuire, Sosa, Bonds are all tainted. What you hope is that Judge doing this now is a clean sixty, right? right. And there's enough games left. I mean, I I I think it would be just about impossible to clear. Was it seventy three? Um, he's not getting there. He's not getting there. But the sixty one that Maris had, yeah. like Sosa and Barnes, are all the ones above sixty one. Mm-hmm. So if he if he hits sixty two, there will be a segment of people that will say Judge is the "Quote unquote clean home run leader." Correct. It did. A lot of people will say Aaron, Ruth, Pujols, and won't recognize Bonds. But in the same respect, you have to understand there are probably pitchers in that era that were probably juiced as well. So, well, it's a it's a slippery slope all the way around. It is. I mean, it's tough. Different eras. I mean, you know, people were popping greenies back in the day. I mean. I, it, it's a mixed bag, but I think more recent stuff, and we've talked about this before uh, with the Sammy Sosa's ghost episode and Barry Bonds in his swollen dome. Uh, I, I think MLB turned turned you know turned the other cheek when it came to the steroid era because they were drawing fans back in. They I'm made not, money, right? Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. Um, I'm not justifying what Bonds and McGuire or any of those those players did, but I think the league, you know largely abdicated their responsibility and let a lot of stuff happen because it drew eyeballs, got ratings, and brought fans back. So, um, you know, if, if Bonds wasn't such a prickly dude, people might view him slightly differently. But he is a hell of a player. I think most people would argue he was a, he was a Hall of Famer before he started roiding up and popping all the home runs. But if somebody takes Bonds out of that mix, like if they go Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron – going to say no to, to Barry Bonds. I'm not going to argue with him. You know, I get why they do it. So, but he was a hell of a player. 
And he, he, I mean, that dude was crushing stuff, man. He was. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But yes, to your point, I think people will look at Aaron Judge with what they view and what they hope and believe is a clean 60-61, and that's going to be very significant. Uh, to be the third AL player to ever reach that uh, with Ruth and Roger Maris. And at the moment, um, as of this recording, he should be batting 316. He leads the AL in, in batting average, home runs, and RBIs. Uh, bagging the triple crown, if it holds, if he does that, would be an incredible achievement because it's only happened once in the last 55 years, man. Dude, if he wins the triple crown, I mean, salute. Yeah. Seriously. So, he, he, damn it, he took the lead as of today. Is that Randy? Which, yeah, he's, he's up. Oh, look at that. Randy, can you name the last Triple Crown winner? Oh, damn. It's been so long. You said 55 years ago? No, there's only been one in the last 55 years. One in the last 55 years. Mm -hmm. 2012. Oh, I can't think it off the top of my head. 2012. Shannon, yeah. help, a, help a brother out. 2012? Uh-huh. Oh, Miguel Cabrera. Ah, uh, yes. Good old Miggy. Yeah. So, one of my favorite... All right, th this was something I thought I was going to save for another time, but you know what? I'm going to tell you now anyway. All right. So, I was looking at looking up Triple Crown winners, and one of my favorite names I've ever seen for a baseball player... Let's see if I can load this particular thing up. All right, here we go. All right. So, Cabrera in 2012, but you got to go back 55 years, man. Uh, but I was scrolling this list of, of triple MLB Triple Crown winners, and I love this name. All right. 1923. Dude's name, Heavy Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's like the greatest baseball name of all time. Right? I mean, that's incredible, dude. That, that's better than Brad Johnson naming his son Max Maximus. Johnson. Who is that? That's Heavy Johnson, baby. Big bat. <laughs> That's heavy. He's, he's on the table. He's taking it deep. <laughs> High and tight, man. I'm just saying. Woo. Yikes. Woo. All right. So the follow-up to that, I was thinking back to, like, uh, FUD names, and I was thinking back to uh, uh, when Clayton Kershaw, uh, you know, when Dave Roberts pulled Kershaw, right? Uh, and when he was having uh, like a near perfect game, pulled him early. So it was not the first time Roberts did that, right? So Dave Roberts was the manager both times a pitcher has been pulled from a perfect game after seven plus innings. It's only happened twice since 1901. One was Clayton Kershaw, and this should have been April 2022, right? The other guy, Rich Hill, in September of 2016. Do you know Rich Hill's nickname? We just had Heavy Johnson. That was that dude's actual name. But do you know Rich Hill's nickname? Dick what? Dick Mountain. Because I'm like, if we have, <laughs> if we gotta, if we have Heavy Johnson, we gotta have Dick Mountain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Dick Mountain. <laughs> you imagine just walking with somebody, hey, Dick Mountain. <laughs> what up? <laughs> Ooh, oh, oh my, my God. God. Dick Mountain. <laughs>
dude. <laughs> Heavy Johnson. Heavy uh, Johnson and Dick Mountain, man. Yeah. That's like. It's over when you go against them. That that that's it, man. That's it. Although some people might need five minutes alone. I'm just saying. <laughs> Hopefully or, that's what she said. Or is Team Brain Team Brain dreamed the dream? <laughs> anyway, alright. God bless. I would say if we ended up with Heavy Johnson and Dick Mountain. That's click click pull worthy, McGuffin. It is click click pull That's worthy. click click pull. So I guess we but should. It's probably time to pull we the, should, the we, plug on this episode. Yeah, I would say we should go ahead and pull on out of this recording session and pull the plug. So from all of us to all of you, welcome back to the Sports Brew. <laughs> and by the way, oh man, I'm looking forward to see you guys, seeing you guys this weekend, celebrating my birthday. Sir. That's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. That's going to be a good time. Bring some beers. We'll play some cornhole. Maybe we'll watch some college football. And yep. uh, we'll Kentucky see what happens. He plays at seven, t- we'll, at 7 o'clock Saturday night. Maybe so Randy will take a nap, and then I'll drive his drunk ass to Wawa at 3 o'clock in the morning. It'll be perfect. There you go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Not the really. thing is, I've actually kept that tradition going, because I've done that with Shannon, too, where I'm the one having to drive us to Wawa. and. Oh, just my like, drunk ass walking around, and Randy's like, what the fuck are you doing? All of it. <laughs> Stumbling and bumbling, and yep, Shannon's like, I'm just, I want my food. It's like, okay. There you Rumbling, go. bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> oh, Chris uh, Berman. Yep. Well, like Heavy Johnson and Dick Mountain. Shut it down! Let's go, Bone! Evan Johnson, <laughs> Dick Mountain. And as they always say, let it go. <laughs> well, with that action, might need to shake it off, bro. Hey, bang, bang, baby. Bang, bang. <laughs> as, lo- as long as they don't break free, bro. Especially, dude, I tell you what, if it's, if it's Heavy Johnson and Dick Mountain... Bro, that's a tag team. (laughs) 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 Anyway, all right. There it is. There it is. Oh, my God. Or like, there it is. Excuse me while I whip this out. Do you, do, you, do you think that's what Double Dong named the stuff? Heavy John? That's what he calls his dicks, his tag team. Oh my god. <laughs> See, Double Dong, when he had to wave his arms, he just. Picks his dicks up and just does it, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Throw one up over the shoulder, brah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we've ruined enough songs. And that's enough. <laughs>
Get the get the Mike McDaniel's wheelbarrow. It's time to go. It's all trash at this point. So look, from all of us to all of you, we are the Sports Brew Keyword Sports and Brew. Whew. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but as always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, maybe Spotify unless they've thrown us off of that platform by now. Our home feed on Podbean. So if you love sports and you love beers and you love people acting the fool, then you're in the right place. So we will catch you next week. We're off to get some rest, but we'll catch you on the flip side. And until next time, peace out, y'all. See ya. I'll tell you what just happened. Heavy Johnson and Dick Mountain just happened, bro. Heavy <laughs> <laughs> Johnson and Dick Mountain. Those are two of the greatest poor names of all time. It's better than no. team, better than Team Braint. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's a true story. Oh God. Oh. Lord. All right, fellas, go get some rest. Good night, friends. All right, good night, brother. All right, catch you on the flip side. Hey, Todd, you're welcome. (laughs) Right? All right. Later, everybody. See y'all. Good night. Good night now. (laughs) You better be there Saturday night, Todd. Yeah. Well, Shannon, text that dude tomorrow. Don't text him at at 2.30 in the morning, but text him tomorrow. Tell him to come hang out. All right. All right. Later, y'all. Good night. See you. Bye. Bye.